0: Welcome travelers to the age of Sigmar, a realm dominated by war, chaos and strife brought to you and explained by two dorks sitting at a table looking at toys. This is the Atlanta Warhammer podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Cuz <laughs> <laughs> that's always what it feels like you should you
1: should end anything uh, oh. with is it's all
0: So I'm going to... Josh Kent, he doesn't know what I got. I I became 30% more irritating at work because I found a game that includes... A bell. A bell. Of course. So much much like Dave Whitech at Garage Hammer, who has a bell for when they do the uh, Grognard song, Uh he hits a little bell on it. Now I have a little bell. We just have to figure out where to put it Mm. into the show. I say... Randomly. Like, right there. Right. <laughs> just, just occasionally you're just gonna hit a bell. Until I forget that it's there and then hit it while right. wildly just hitting my arms. I'm
1: excited for you to hit the bell like for you to go to hit the bell but instead hit the can of monster and then the monster spill onto the bell. <laughs>
0: For the, for the listeners at home, I just moved the monster across the other side of the table.
1: Because I was describing the this bell. And I knew you knew it was like, oh, God.
0: That will happen.
1: It's 100% what's going to happen. <laughs> that's
0: absolutely going to happen. Hey, this is the Atlanta Warhammer podcast. That I'm Josh. Is. I'm, I am, and you're Zach. I, I am. So, and, we're, uh, and we're here. We're, it's book three of Don. It's Ringers. book three. We finally made it. Book three, The lawn Gunt. The, I think that's Hunt. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're, 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 this is uh, our long overdue book Review slash reading. We're uh, just trying to get this out before the fourth one comes out. It's true. We
1: we have both been we've been very busy. We did. It's, stuff. it's difficult. We
0: had we had stuff going on. We we hung out in person. We did. It was know not we... like podcast related. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we did like <laughs> friends stuff. But yeah. you know what we did that was kind of podcast related. We went to in a, our backyard. Yeah, we went to a thing. Yeah, we went to the uh, the Atlanta Warhammer Championships. Of World Warhammer. Championships. So World Atlanta...
1: Championships of of Hammers of Wars. The
0: Atlanta Warhammer Warhammer coverage of the Atlanta Warhammer World Championships. Yep. Um, an episode where the audio quality is so bad, we're not going to put it out. <laughs> is it really? It's not good. Is it hot garbage? <clears throat> uh, I don't know if it was trying to pick up from both mics or uh, no mics. Uh, the only interview that went in was Andrew's interview with his children attacking him. Uh-huh. So you know what? Maybe we'll put that in right here. Are you ready?
2: Yes. I'll, I'll do
0: this one. Okay. <laughs> we don't know which mic is working best, so we're going to be moving both mics around. Uh, I like to crib
2: this mic. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey everyone listening to the podcast, we're going to keep doing an introduction because we don't know which one of these is going to come through we correctly. We don't know which one's first. I don't know what's going to be first or last on this. This is the Atlanta Warhammer podcast at the Atlanta Warhammer Championships, World Championships of Atlanta in Warhammer. Wait, if Warhammer in Atlanta. Atlanta, we're inside of you. We're here with... A constantly peering around our shoulders, big basement dad energy. We've got Andrew here. We've never actually had him on the show proper, but we are going to get you on there at we'll some point. That. You're the premier yeah, we'll TikTok content creator of Warhammer in Atlanta. I've said it here first, and we have the biggest show, so we can say that kind of stuff. We
1: control the media. We control
0: the three of us control the media for the youths playing the Warhammers. How are you doing? What are you, how are you, what are you playing on this tournament? What's, what, what faction did you bring today?
2: Well, I brought uh, both of my kids to the wonderful Warhammer store and the beautiful hotel that usually has Dragon Con in it. Um, They wanted to see it. I wanted to bring them because, honestly, the the grand narrative tables are great. I was here uh, another day, and the people are great, and I get to bump into people like you and say hello. So, uh, unfortunately, the Age of Sigmar event required to have skill at a combination of painting, and playing that I did not have to earn a golden ticket.
0: That is also why we're standing here interviewing you. We've got a surprise guest. His children have shown up, and he's being viciously assaulted from beneath during this interview. Are you going to make a play to try to be here next year as a player, or do you think that you're going to come and hang out with us as a press that snuck in?
2: I think, I think that uh, being a player would be great. It's actually... Getting to see some of the local people who, who don't travel to events like Tommy go, he was four and one uh, yeah. going in today, is great because there are so many great players here who are great people. And it's nice to see them actually be successful instead of the same like eight names who travel to all the different tournament events. I also introduced uh, the Scottish team uh, two days ago to Dairy Queen for the first time. Oh, wow. um, So there's a real cultural exchange of, of fried people. Okay, I, ha- I
1: have to know. What what was the feeling for the Scottish team on the Dairy Queen?
2: Very positive. Uh, the gentleman who was the nicest with the thickest accent said that the Dairy Queen burgers were better than a Big Mac. Right.
1: I'm, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that statement. That seems actually relatively accurate. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah great taste, great taste. Yeah. They enjoyed the cheese curd, the, oh, the, 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 yeah, the you the know, fried. I was yeah, like, I was like. Yes. This is people who know how to fry dairy and carbs and, yeah. and eat, eat every every bit they, of the hog. They heart, understand you know. that
1: arteries don't exist for. for They're good. Long. They're
0: yeah, good. No, no. Yeah, you yeah, Make it to forty, you're fine. That's when the heart attacks start happening. Yeah, you're all
2: right. right. But it, it, it's like it's it's really neat to see the level of hobby among the players in the AOS side. Like some of the French players, especially, it's like really depressing to know that. <laughs>
3: Are you're they never like get really good? Like oh, okay. really I thought maybe the French really
2: players were really good. depressed, like a noir French no, movie. No, 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 kind of no. Thing. They're like, I don't know. I haven't talked to them, but like their level of hobby is like great, and. It's really neat that Atlanta actually has an event because we have like a good airport and yeah. a good infrastructure and all that stuff. We've
0: had a few so conventions in Atlanta from time to just time. To time you know. just, just a handful, of one or two. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. or two yeah. Yeah. tend yeah. to be. Yeah. Tend and it's, it's going
2: to be here every year now too. So we can, we can guys. come back next year. I love you guys so much. They are stealing My from your pockets. Here, you know, yeah, legitimately, you know, yeah, like, legitimately right now taking yeah,
0: money yeah, from this poor man. He has he's been hornswoggled by small peasant children. you
2: ever seen children
1: rob a grown man so quickly in the middle of an interview? Are we doing this in
2: Philly? What just happened here? I love my kids. Uh, I I really do. Like, actually, like, it's been it's been uh, fun this year because. Frederick has started, my, my son has started, like, painting his space marines. Oh. And it's just like, you see that process. Yeah. And you're like, nice. Like, if I Bobby Fisher him just right, maybe he'll be getting the golden tickle We can live. Years, we
0: can live you know? vicariously through children who yeah, yeah, are yeah, better yeah, yeah, yeah. at With toy hol- games. Withholding the love yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. enough hugs no. to motivate yeah, 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 yeah. you. But not so many that you feel like you did a good job. Yes. No, that's Parenting true. advice that's from Atlanta Warhammer. Because no, <laughs> we're both parents. <laughs> Two childless people who
2: have no intention
0: I'm never uh, having
1: children. You could, having you, could just have,
2: you could just take, like, entre Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. we would just adopt somebody. Adopt, yeah. adopt a... We'll adopt uh, have, have the
1: official... Like, in the, what's in the a
2: Roman l- or Greek style, just adopt <laughs> a, young, a young... Oh, I don't know. How, to how, how Roman
0: or Greek are we going with this thing?
2: <laughs> uh, Up to you guys. Hey,
0: you know what? We're, we're, we're open yeah. for everything. So, uh, so we, what you're saying is we, we take the lowest-ranking person from Gaul, and then they're forced to join our team, and that's the punishment. He's you know, nodding no, emphatically no.
2: you can't I think, see I think uh, <laughs> like, uh, like all has relegation. You know you know what's, you know what's really cool about like like competitive com- I'm using air quotes even though it's like an interview using like competitive play and team stuff though is like we're not like crazy. Like I'm he being, does. I'm literally being assaulted. <laughs> you by are my literally son. being assaulted right so. now. He's <laughs> <laughs> right. right. on the to, child. I think I'm gonna have to stop. But I, I, you yeah. know, if you want to hear more adventures of being a dad, He's and where uh, could they check you out? Column yeah. in Goonhammer goes up semi-regularly where I talk about trying to, like, win games when I get to play like once a week or once a month, and uh, it's. And what's
0: your TikTok at or
2: hashtag? I don't Uh, know how TikTok works. It's at Marchettes, M-A-R-C-H-E-T-T-E-S, which if you Google that, you'll also get the Goonhammer stuff. So that's actually, wow, look at you.
0: We'll we'll put the link on that too in the show notes so you can actually go click on it because I can't remember how he spelled it and I just listened to it.
3: Well, for
1: uh, Zach and Josh from the Atlanta Warhammer at the Atlanta Uh, Warhammer Warhammer
0: Championships, Thank you for doing the interview with us. Uh and Thank no, you your guys. your children are now. Oh my god, they're climbing the walls. Oh, one of them is on the ceiling. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe you just came back to nothing. Maybe there was literally <laughs> nothing happening. Literally happened nothing happening. We'll see if I remember to do that. Okay. But uh, that was the only one that came through pretty clear. Honestly,
1: I, you just you should just stick it on the end. Like it's, the, it's like the outro but then it becomes like the outro of the outro and then we put another outro on that outro. That's great.
0: Let's just continuously outro. Just, Most no. of this episode is just the outro. <laughs>
1: So that's all it is. We so, en- we entered, we were in intro, and then we outroed immediately. We're good at the old Which in and out here. Honestly, I'm sure how most people would prefer this podcast <laughs> to be. A <laughs> quick in and out?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're not they, a long they, podcast. They, yeah, they, they, see,
1: they see those times and they're like, three hours the hell are they talking they about for it. three hours? I
0: think that at this point, our fans must know, which is a weird sentence to just say that. Strange thing. Um, they have to know that it's mostly bullshit. Oh, like they can't. You can't be loading this up. If you got this far into the show, we are like, what, wait, th- uh, look, we, we talked about Baldur's Gate so long, I don't know what time we're on anymore. <laughs> we're 427 <laughs> measures in because I also forgot to set the thing. Nice. So that's a lot of measures. Doing great. We're doing great. We're a good show. We are uh, officially what AOS Coach said uh, in person.
1: Yes. He uh, told us a, to our face. Well, to your sim- face. I was in a hallway somewhere. Yeah, you
0: went in a hallway. Um, I, I walked out to him. I was pretty sure it was AOS Coach. Um, by the way, I know I know he listens much more swollen person. Hmm. Uh did not realize that he could throw me as yeah, well. Got them traps. Uh, yeah, he definitely <laughs> definitely works out and also is a better AOS player than us. So, I mean, just save some for the rest of us, man. Not, Jesus, not you know. Difficult <laughs> not <laughs> difficult to do. Not difficult
3: to do.
1: Not difficult to work out better than us. Not difficult <sighs> to play just think more better than us. That's you know, true. What we got
0: going? We got personality kind of charm. Mm-hmm. Question mark. I don't think so. The sh- the shows <laughs> It's good for your pets. <laughs> Whatever.
1: The number one pet show about about Age of Sigmar. Yeah,
0: your dog learns a lot about Skaven Pestilence on that one episode where I did Woo. the whole episode by myself. Yes, he so. did. All three and a half hours uh, of it. Like a mad person just going slowly <laughs> further insane. So yeah, we met AOS coach, uh, who is uh, an awesome guy, and gave me a tim tam um, uh, just right which, out of the gate. Just lovely, him, um, lovely. Yeah, and there. said, "What was I can't remember the exact quote, but it was uh, you have, uh, you have a, a silly little podcast or a funny little pie, something that was uh, that we're almost we're doing a compliment,
1: good.
0: <laughs> which is what we're aiming <laughs> <Yeah>. for. <laughs> something that
1: was almost a
0: compliment. So I, I don't remember if I told here's a quick story. I don't okay. remember if I told you about this. Right. Um, right do you remember it. when you were you were out in the hallway and uh, AOS coach got called to do a to thing?" At first, I didn't know if he just ghosted me uh-huh. because we were talking and all of a sudden he, he just like he looks up as if like somewhere like a the, bat signal. the wind has called my name. And he just is gone. He's like, I have to go T.O. And he's just gone. Mm-hmm. But we watched him, uh, met myself and this other gentleman, important later, and uh, he, he seemed to walk back into the crowd and then sort of just continue walking. <laughs> so I think I think he was ghosting me, but that ghost me, too. I yeah, get it. That's fair. Um, so I was talking to this gentleman who was also in the T.O. outfit named Matt. Who introduced himself as Matt? And uh, so we started talking about the game and stuff. And he was asking about, you know, oh, how long have you been playing? And I was like, yeah, you know, about since launch and everything. We do a stupid little show and we're, we really love the system and we, we, we're big fans of the game not winning the game <laughs> We're just being good yeah just plans being good and I, I said something uh, somehow the conversation mentioned cities and I mentioned my only unhappiness with the book was I could no longer run 17 Charybdis uh, and be an absolute dick for no reason uh-huh. and lose the game in a hilarious way um, so I was assuming I was just having this conversation with somebody who loves the game as much as us I'm 99% sure judging on the uh, podcast video they put out that that was the lead game developer Matt for Age of Sigmar oh that I had no idea I was talking to. <laughs> that I'm just sitting here like, yeah, I can't play my stupid meme list anymore. <laughs> and Perfect. this is the guy who's responsible for keeping everybody happy and balancing this entire massive yeah. system of. But no, that you, that you <laughs> lodged I a formal complaint.
1: <laughs> you lodged a formal complaint with the with possibly the lead designer oh. to go. Can't do my career. I can't do my, can't do my dumb career. <laughs> Which I'm sure internally he's probably like. Both laughing and screaming at the same time.
0: Internally, is he laughing or is he going, oh, this is the motherfucker. This is the guy. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. This is the guy, the only guy that did this. <laughs> we saw this list one time and we said never again. Yeah. Yeah. We made the whole book to shut you down. But they made him really good in the new book, too. So I don't know. Maybe it's a handoff. But um, yeah. yeah, Matt, if you're listening to this, hand job. Uh, it's a little hand job. It's the best kind. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this and you want a little hand job, or to just come on the show. Uh, <laughs> hey, either, hey yeah, both, both ways both actually ways, work. Baby. Uh, yeah, we're, f- we're equal opportunity around here. You know what? Uh, we got no shame. <laughs> uh, feel free to reach out, and we would love to have you on the show. And
1: explain to us how the game actually works, and maybe we'll get better.
0: Yeah, you can you can uh, just hear all of our bad opinions and tell us why we're wrong, and uh, <laughs> we'll totally accept that as fact. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we yeah, have no arguments here. And if that wasn't, and that just was, happened to be another uh, British guy named Matt uh, that I was talking to, uh, you're very awesome, Matt. Thanks for talking to me about this <laughs> thing, and I hope you like the show. Yeah, uh, neat. Oh, we're going to – this is the litmus test on do we get shut down at that point. <laughs> if I went all the way to the top. Yeah. I was one under James Workshop himself, uh-huh. I believe. Mm-hmm. Who's, have, I don't know if you've seen the new James Workshop ad. He's, I have. He's idea. gone feral. Yeah,
1: he's like. gone mad. Yes. Which, I mean, let's be real. When you're putting out these books,
0: you have to go, you have to go a little mad. You have, to, you have to take a step back and laugh because you, this is so serious, and it's also He-Man. So, like, you can't possibly take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you it's like you have to take it the right amount of seriously, seriousness, serious, seriousity, I think is the right word. Sure. Yeah. We'll, uh, yep. To where you're having a good time with it, but you're also not, like, upset when, when dumb things happen because your dice rolls are bad or, yeah. you know, or you get a really awesome, cool guy riding a dragon and his rules are solidly meh, but still interesting. But we'll get it. to that later. Yeah. Because that's in this book that we got. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. For, for this thing, book for this book that we bought <laughs> because we don't get so, I, you know I listen to so many shows where they're like oh thank you for the review copy games workshop and I'm like no we <laughs> we buy it we ours. buy these things yeah, nobody sends us review copies and we get a discount cuz we're sponsored to the store <laughs> <laughs> that tangentially sort of work kind of at under a why are we wherever. still doing this? <laughs> uh because we like these toys a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Because we have a good time. Because we have a good time. And because the audience at home is only growing like a uh unchecked tumor. So mm-hmm.
1: like a just a small festering pustule.
0: We're we're the polyp on the butt of the bigger Warhammer community. We're
1: the we're the Nurgle of
0: this uh, yeah. party, baby. Oh uh, yeah. I was happy to see Nurgle was at the uh the well World Championships. Yeah. Good it's good to see that. There were some Nurglings on the table. And uh, a Beast of Nurgle, I was happy. Good, good to see some Nurgs on the table. There was a Stormcast list that was in yes. the top tables with chariots in it. And i got to figure out what's going on with that. Because <laughs> I have the things in that list. Mm-hmm. I am never one with that particular combination. i got to figure out what's going on there. It's, it's got to be like the highest skill level. So uh, well, well, there's probably... just a rule that you've totally forgotten
1: or yeah. misinterpreted.
0: Yeah, that's true. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, your Stormcast always explodes and do double damage. or something. I've just completely misread rules Like, since, what? like what mean, launch. I have a
1: two-up? I have a two-up save? What do you mean <clears throat> I have a two-up save? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we had some pictures from there. Not a lot. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt people playing games. Yeah, yeah, And the, the narrative 40K stuff, which was incredible looking.
1: Oh, so good looking. Terrible for
0: photographs. Yeah, it's so dark. Because it was so dark. And the light was, like, shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, once again, I don't want to interrupt somebody's games to try to get in and do a really cool photo. yeah. yeah. Um but yeah check the site. Yeah, well, we, we got some pictures yeah. up.
1: It's a good first run for us. They're going to do it next year. That's true. So
0: you everything, know we'll be, we'll be back around. Everything is pointed that they will do it next year and uh, uh well it was their mistake for making it open this year cuz we just got right in. Uh next year they probably will not have that I as don't know. much. I yeah. don't know. Who knows. Who knows. But it was fun. It was. It, cool. was. it was in our backyard. Time. It was nice to see. We had some uh some people from local community do pretty well and get up in there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what was it, Tommy? His game went for five hours. Tommy had like the longest game like ever recorded. Yeah, because yeah, so. apparently they continued to tie all the way down to running out yeah, of tiebreakers, and, yeah, and they were like, "You just have to play until there's a winner." Which <laughs> is like, what? <laughs> Either means they played a really hard game, or nobody touched their models for five <laughs> turns and just stared at each other. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> anyway, if none of us score any points, it's technically a tie. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. so we'll we'll probably do like a, a some year end wrap up. Thing where we talked to some people that actually played in it. at some yeah, point we'll, it'd be cool we'll fi- to hear we'll figure it out. Be cool to hear how the other half lives.
1: we'll, we'll, we'll do something. Who knows?: yeah.
0: Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. it's like the audio clip. Uh, it doesn't happen? It really depends on whenever I edit this. Yeah, yeah. So so the long hunt, the long hunt. Z- Zacharai.
1: Yes. Tell me where we are in the story and where we're going. All right, well I what, have, are, what, is the, what is the purpose of this long hunt? because this is not book two. This is book three.
0: This is book three. So we've already been we've been out and hunting. Yes, we at have at this point. Um, this and this if, expedition continues. Yes. So where we last left off, things were shitty. Yes. Uh that's the <laughs> nicest way to put it. Things were not going well for our heroes, uh, unless your heroes were the Trogs or the Gargants. In which case they were going pretty well, actually. Doing doing all right, you know. Yeah. Uh so we have the two uh, Crusades, the, the one kind of Expeditionary Forces. Yep, the Hammerhall Hall Akshi, which is the, the fiery type, the realm of fire, but also there's an ocean and a forest, and it's just kind of hot. It's just Arizona, I guess. Yep, yeah. uh, so de- Italy for our across the pond friends. Like it's, you know, desert ish, but there's still water and plants and stuff. Did you say it? Yeah, Italy's got a lot. Of, it's it's got a lot of westerns there because it looks like the American West. Yeah, it's a spaghetti Western. Okay, I don't know why I said that in an offensive <laughs> Italian accent. It's <laughs> <laughs> a spaghetti Western. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, so that's i thing, and it's like kind of Italy. I don't know. I don't. You know, I've never been to any part of that continent <laughs> or anything around it. I've been over it and oh. then sort of beside it, but never to it. So hmm. I don't know. They got. I hear they got deserts. I, I
1: don't think I've ever been to an Italian
0: desert. Have you had an Italian dessert? I have. Now, oh, those are delicious. Indeed. Yes. So we have that. That's half of yep. the uh, thing. And then we have the Hammerhall Gyran. Right. Which is the realm of rain <laughs> and, and exciting rain battles. Just of just muck. It's the realm it, of muck. It's the bicycle. realm of sludge and muck and Nurgle. So they're fitting right yeah. in.
1: Um, yeah. So I, I got to, what is say Very quickly as we as they've uh highlighted kind of early on in the beginning of this um which we had joked about quite a bit on uh, in book two um that this expedition has gone horribly wrong yes word has gotten back that this expedition has gone horribly wrong um and so there is kind of like this undercurrent of panic um about like oh yeah these expeditionary forces have gone out to found new settlements and what has happened they've lost two settlements (laughs) 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 <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what's happened? Everything they've touched has fallen over. Everything they've touched has gone horribly wrong. Yes.
0: Um, yeah, they got back the message uh, from the front that, hey, the wheels have come off this campaign. Quite But literally. they actually misinterpreted it. <laughs> so guess what's happening back in friggin' Hammerhall? Hall? The, uh, friggin' more wheels are getting taken uh, off they, of stuff. The, the religious cult has now completely, like, it, it talks about um, uh, Supreme Pontifex's voice has grown in volume uh, inside and outside the chambers and everything. So, like, literally weeks ago, they stopped everyone from burning suspected cultists. Right. And now... Everyone's a cultist. And everyone's a cultist. <laughs> and now everyone is taking the wheels off of everything. Yes. They're literally... So, production has ground to a halt. Which is bad when you're in a war. Right. And, you're, <laughs> and guess what you're never not in in the Age of Sigmar? A war. A war. Yeah. So, uh, Hammerhall actually, which is supposed to be, like, the main production area for these kind of armaments... It's just shut down because people are just taking cogs off of stuff and just running away with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, it's really frustrating. Don't not desecrate the wheel. <laughs> you think she could have been, like, the cult of the triangle? Because, I mean, that that's far less disruptive to mechanization. I, I think the cult of the trident. There trident's you go. Not,
1: tridents don't get used a lot.
0: Yeah. If you start t-
1: taking everybody's pitchforks.
0: Oh. Then, uh, see? But yeah. you give them, like, a, a bifork. Right. Back, so it technically so, not a trident.
1: Not a trident. So it's so you know there has got to be a little more give and take. You got to really plan out your your cultist activities a little bit better.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. You can't give them can't have a cult of something that everyone has to use. Yeah.
1: If your if your symbolism is a wheel, that's probably the wrong symbol to be using. Yeah. You, yeah. Use something less uh, less
0: noticeable. The I cult guess. of the dodecahedron. Yeah,
1: yeah. Who's gonna be? Yeah, who's oh my D
0: twenty has gone. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <That's not it. laughs> So, yeah, uh, I wrote down the wheels are falling off because, yeah, yeah uh, the religious quite literally. have taken over. Um, interestingly enough, as we're learning about that, we get this little, like, paragraph at the bottom. Well, not paragraph. A little short story at the bottom where they remember that they have a named Cruel Boys character. Yeah. Uh, Gobsprack. And he's doing some stuff. He's, he's got Kragnos. And we're going to mention this because this actually... Is a story that runs through this entire book. Mm-hmm. Is what he and Kragnos are getting into. It, uh, there's like a plot going on. They, he's not plotting. He, his, they got plans. He's got cunning plots, uh, because he is I, essentially they're digging in a giant wall because they think there's a realm gate under there. And uh, this the, the end of the story is basically, oh yeah, but it's also underwater, and so all the orcs that are digging on the wall are immediately being crushed, swallowed by the, by the water. Yeah, just absolutely smashed by this deluge of water and gobsprack's like ah according to plan says the guy on a bird <laughs> well yeah yeah you're fine um and you get the initial impression here that he does not necessarily like Kragnos that much mm. that's well, important to hang on to mildly uh mildly threatened i think by the giant centaur like creature yes yeah. who happens to smash mountains to rubble who <laughs> fought gordrak and almost beat him in a standstill which means that skinny orc guy on a vulture <laughs> Probably should not step to that. Not, not a great fight. Yeah, yeah. So that's a neat little like, a little precursor, it's a, like yeah, a, little a cutaway little, scene. It's a, little, it's a little through line that we got for this uh, for this book. But you know what's interesting um, what's that? is that even with all of this going wrong, people are kind of feeling okay. Yeah, back there because uh, Talia came back. Yeah, and so they're like, oh, good. All the heroes came back to us, the people in the town. Pause. What about all the people out still on the road who now don't have all of these big named heroes? You've removed their plot armor almost entirely. Uh, don't worry, they have Pontifex. And as we'll see in this book, she continues to do things that you'll flip back to her War Scroll and go, Okay, wh- where, where is, she- is this? What is this? She At some point in this book, she stops a storm. I don't understand <laughs> what they think that character is supposed she to be about. Just calling lightning bolts down from basically whenever. Yeah, just summon some Stormcast, stops a storm. Yeah. You know, what is she? Who knows? A lingering problem, probably. <laughs> vaguely unsettling. V- vaguely. Deeply unsettling. Yes, yeah, deeply unsettling. Um, and so Hammerhall actually they're doing okay. They're, they are dealing with the wheel stuff, but that's just nonsense inside the city. They're not under attack from anything. Currently. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all they're all right. On the Gyran side, uh, it says the streets were comparatively som- somber because, like, uh, yeah, uh, Steelheart died. Yeah. And or uh, Steel Soul, sorry. <laughs> still still something. Eh. Gardas. Gardas. Died. He sacrificed himself to bonk King Broad on the head a little bit. Um uh, the jury's kinda still out on like what that actually did to King Broad. Because I went back and reread it and it's like, yeah, he doesn't die, but it also doesn't say much about him afterwards, so Maybe he just took a nap. He's just taking a long nap, much like Bahamut did when he yeah. took a long nap and then he woke up with people trying to use his brain for evil. So yeah, Gardas died and uh everyone is like, You're gonna receive all the people from the fort and everything. So, you know, prepare for that. And they have a, uh, um, they with the return of any stormcast uncertain ever since the coming of Belichor's cursed skies, all capital. So he finally got it copyrighted. A uh, funeral procession had been held to remember the Lord Celestine and the sacrifices made. So three days and three nights, they basically, you know, celebrate this guy. Uh, Before two, he gets reforged. Yeah, two things about that. <laughs> the, that cursed skies lasted all of four pages in the last books, mm-hmm. and then it was completely negated by either Thunderstrike armor, I wonder what he's going to come back in, or they figured out ways around it. So I don't know if they're trying to, like, remind people that Stormcast sometimes can't come back, because mm. they haven't really touched on that that much. Right. They're kind of like, oh, it could maybe happen, but probably not. Right. Because
1: there's m- more in this book about the Stormcast coming back
0: wrong. Wrong, yeah. <laughs> we get to see the best example of what happens when a guy stops just refuses to not die every 5 to 10 minutes yeah. when he's fighting. Um even more so than is throwing himself into fight. So, that's kind of where we we start the story. Right. Um with that and like yeah, it talks a little bit uh about how the the person from the last one, oh, what was their name? I can't remember. The from the tale from Guyran. Uh Greenspur. That's who it was. Um how she's come back and she's basically, like, signing the death certificate of each and every one of the deceased. She's one of the good characters, I think, that's, like, genuinely trying to, to hold the shit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got a little Rodigus name drop. A little tiny one. just, uh, just t- little, little A little, so, <laughs> little baby name drop. They're basically like, yeah, uh, rumor held that Rodigus was making inroads once more into the Sigmite border towns, uh, despite the claims that Everqueen herself had met the demon. Yeah, they had a rain dance off. And, of course, that didn't stop Rodigus. Yeah. But also, like, does that just negate that entire part of the story now that Rodigus is like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> 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 All right, I'll just keep going anyway. Yeah. Kind of, just, it's almost like that second book just really didn't, Just, I, I don't know. The first and second books are so weird pacing that I feel like now in this third one, those two should have just been one book. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, this should have been the second book. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to more on yeah. the the weird pacing later on. So, the camera zooms in. Yes. To Hammerhall Akshi. Because, uh. That's the one we're gonna follow first. Yes, <laughs> because exactly. that's the first one. In that's the, book. the first one. Yeah. So, True Speak, uh, True Speak, True Speak is a bird that can only tell the truth. <laughs> this is true Break. True Break is not that bird. <laughs> uh, so, essentially, if you remember last time, they had the Trogoth King and they were like, let's shoot him a bunch. Let's, first, they were like, let's hit him with horses, which didn't work. Yep. And then they said, let's shoot him a bunch, which didn't work. And then they said, let's collapse a town around him which also did not work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that worked was uh, Wheel Ex Machina when um, uh, What's-Her-Face was able to summon a magic spell of wheels and, and hurt him enough to slow him down. Mildly. And it still didn't work. But he he's still coming. Yeah. And his hordes are coming as well. Because yes. they as they continue to chase after the uh, the procession of people who are just more and more tired and beaten down and broken. And they have less, we- less and less wheels. Less and less <laughs> wheels to run away with. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, You also have the Gits and the Trogs and stuff. They're just coming out of the ground, because as they walk over and find new settlements, those join in. It's like that's how the Wogs kind of work. Yeah. So they're not slowing down, and they're about... Well, it starts off with them being about three days away walking, which is quickly shorn up into... Oh, gosh. They're They're on top of us. They're eating the backline defenders, who are... Our rear guard. The
1: rear guard, who is usually where, like, your supply lines and stuff are, who don't have wheels, uh, and... You know, are beleaguered and don't have you know I don't know the named characters yeah. back there defending anything are just getting mauled. Yeah, just getting they don't. Eaten. That's that's it. It's just it's just very I would say slowly decimated, but it's really not slowly. It's more like oh, they're on top of us and we're dead now. It's like a like a
0: snake eating another snake from the butt. Yeah, I think there's a good visual image of it because like yeah, once they start losing those back lines they can't send people back to fight in enough force. So the people in the back are just basically stalling to try to give the people in the front time to go. But also at this point, you can't keep thousands and thousands and thousands of people together over a long period of time without marching Mm -hmm. or like some sort of structure. So now they're just spread out constantly. So the front people are receiving word that the back people are dying like a day after it happens. Mm -hmm. And this is all the same adventuring party. So there's no way to coordinate any kind of attack or anything. Um, but luckily, as they're just about to continue to get swallowed up and destroyed, losing more people to this great idea here, uh, they find some dwarfs. They, that they do. They find some, some magma dwarfs. Because GW was going to make some cool new dwarf models for Warcry. So here, so they, here are. they are. Here uh, they are. They have arrived. But also, uh, this kind of leans into, is it Lofnir that's the all magma dwarf yeah, that's one? The,
1: the, the magmas. that's the magma one. So they,
0: they encounter this guy, uh, Bail Grimnir who is the Lodge King, or I guess, if they don't have a lodge anymore, I don't know what he is. He's in charge.
1: Yeah, he's the these. main dude. He's the named character.
0: He's the named character, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's He has artwork on the page <laughs> of him specifically. Yeah,
1: which he's got a really dope helmet.
0: He does have a really dope helmet. He's got he's cool everything. I like his, like, spear thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, the, the new models for this line are really his good looking, quadrant? Too his qua- Oh, it is a quadrant yes see we could worship the quadrant instead yeah. you're going to lose very little quadrants unless somebody is doing spatial math mm. so they they uh essentially they find these dwarves the dwarves are already mad at the trogs. cuz yeah. they hate them and they blew up a well, lot of their yeah, holds
1: they're tore down one <laughs> of their damn
0: mountains yeah well, according to this there was multiple uh groups of doomseekers and such so this is like multiple groups of of dwarves that have kind of come together yeah. after losing their holds and uh they empty the coffers to them they're like, yeah, please, take all this money. Here's
1: the monies what? we have. Why I don't know why we have this money on an expedition. Yeah, why what do we, we bring do? the money? Yeah, it's not like we're going to a settlement to you, buy things. You're going
0: to get there, and they're going to have a Kmart already built in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I like to think that there's so many people carrying giant heavy chests of, of like gold. And like you know even Aqua Garanus would have made more sense. Because <laughs> yeah. like, at least you can drink that and heal. Right. Or throw it on bad people, and it hurts them sometimes. But
1: I guess it does work out because they just give it to the
0: dwarfs, the dwarfs are like, yeah. They're like Shoot. gold, glory, death. Let's go. We were already going to be fighting and now we're just going to fight some more. Yeah. So, we're we're kind of flying through this because this is really fast. Um yes. <laughs> like it does kind of just kind of move to the next scene basically. Um there's a cool little part about how like, you know, they talk about the uh the pyroclastic flow packs of magma that they have evacuated from the Adamantine chain. So, you know, these are these are also dwarven refugees coming together and forming a cool force. And, uh, Slapping words together. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> the GW, uh, the these GW two words are word, so neat.
1: GW, let's slap some words together uh, method of sentence structure. You have to
0: be able to copyright things, <laughs> you know? And you can't copyright just one word. Right. Yeah. So... That's where we end. That's where this page ends, yes. basically. And then we move to the next one. And then the next page. Heroes returns takes us back to 2015 <laughs> when the launch of Age of Sigmar. Uh, I flipped this page and I saw this giant art of. Well, who who is this fellow here? Oh, this this individual.
1: Yes. Well, you yes. mean uh, N- uh, Niev? Nev? No, this is. No, this Nieve. is Niev. This is Niev. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the. Artwork. This is. This is, at...
0: this is. uh the the main man of Stormcast himself. The first. The first Stormcast. Well, I guess Van- technically it sells well, some prime of the first, was the first yeah. one. But the first one you could buy. That's uh, Vandis, right? It's yeah, yes. Vand-
1: Vand- Vandis. Yeah, Van Hammerhand. I don't know the Stormcast. Yeah, These well, names don't mean anything to me.
0: It's Vandas Hammerhand, is <laughs> <laughs> who it is. It's the so the next part, the next like part of this story is almost legitimately: hey, do you have the starter set from 2015 or 16? Blow which, some dust off of that. Which it. was corn and uh Stormcast. These are those characters, they're back. Yeah, they're ha- they're, they're they've arrived. Because like Vandis Hammerhand is that character. He was the first. I'm pretty sure the first name Stormcast you could get. Actually, is it the same artwork from before?
3: I think it is. is actually, it? the okay. same artwork is from it just before, like too. Slightly updated, like yeah. Sort of
0: glossy now. Yeah, I think either that or maybe the next one might also be the same. It's kind of hard to tell. There's a lot of artwork of Vandas because he was he was the main guy for a long time. He was The guy he
1: was so, the Stormcast.
0: So what? The, why do the Stormcast need to show up? What, what's their mortal enemy? Also available in the two player starter set. Oh yeah, it's corn. It's corn. <laughs> the classics it's Korn. are back. So big uh, lump of knobs. Yeah, much like any mix CD in the early 2000s, corn is somewhere there, and they just start hanging out, showing up, and uh, they're attacking the 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 people on the crusade because you know it's a crusade and this wasn't a great idea, mm-hmm. and so they were like, well, let's just drive it straight up corn's butthole. <laughs> I'm sure that's not going to cause yeah, a problem. No problems there. Yeah. So all of the leftover Gortide, which is the way back, the original Corn tribes led by Corgus uh, Cole. Yes. they're attacking them and stuff. And uh, we get you know, guess what? Pontifex prays and the Stormcast appear. And it's not really clear if that's why they appear or if they were already there. And she kind of like in the middle of prayer was like, "Stormcast, <laughs> and they're here." Uh-huh. You know, like I don't know how she decided to spend that for her advantage, but you know, she absolutely one hundred percent did. Yeah. So they show up. The stormcast yes. hit the ground, and these are like the OG stormcast. He even mentions like uh, uh, I said something about like liberators, like the most battle hardened liberators. And I'm like, yeah, because they're these are the ones that have been dropped for the last seven
1: years. Yes, veteran liberators pulverized the feral warriors. Yes, so that's what you get.
0: And then
3: final anyway, liberators have rend. And part, Rind, so and part that
1: of that, uh, Nev Blacktalon shows up as well. The assassin, yeah, of Sigmar from the second release of Age of Sigmar. <laughs> so we're just Collecting the old boxes
0: to blow that dust off of that one too. Yeah. Uh. So with uh, with Black Talon, she has the uh, the animated series, right? Which I think we're not we shouldn't talk about because I think we should we should do a little episode on it because it is interesting. I've watched the whole thing. I gotta say, it's not bad. It's actually pretty pretty well written and interesting. If you're like if you're the person who thinks that Stormcast are kind of one note, you know, Space Marines, watching Black Talon will hopefully change your mind because okay. it gets a lot more into like. Uh, well, it's, there's a quote later on that I'll say from uh, Ionis about like knowing, knowing immortality and how that's not good, actually. And it's interesting. So she's clearly safe for the rest of the story. Spoilers right. alert. <laughs> because there's a new box set called the Black Talons featuring all the characters from the show. Yep. And she's a named character. With she's a told. TV show. And so she's, she's a Stormcast. W- yeah. That's three levels of plot armor. Yeah. She's, she's going to go. be fine.
1: But uh, yeah, so Vanda shows up. And then, and Nev Black Talon shows up. Basically, the corn they murder all the corn that are currently here. Of course, yes. there's going to be more because they're marching across Cornland, and they petition Vandis to ride the rest of the way with this party. And Vandis is like, "Nah." Vandus is too
0: busy standing on a hill, going, "Corgus, I will find you."
1: It's 100. He's like, "Cast you, Corgus, come!"
0: This guy's really like obsessed to the point of a chaotic obsession.
1: It's it's it leans a little uh in mm. the why well, is, is it is it's is it here
0: that they're asked like I
1: was like, how many times have you been reforged?
0: Well, this is where uh so there's so yeah, I guess, so they ask him to ride with them. And he's like, nah, I don't want to do that. I got I to gotta go fight other guys. I got to go fight the rest of the starter box, guys. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's a Korgrath out here somewhere. I, I guarantee you there is. They even specifically mentioned the Korgrath part, too. Uh, so, yeah, he says no, and they're like, ah, oh, well, that's kind of shitty. I mean, guess for, I guess thanks for showing up and inspiring us and yeah. being dramatic. Uh, uh, thanks for know. saving us briefly, I you guess. You rode your weird dragon horse around and impressed yep. everybody. Yeah. Um, but there's one person missing from the starter set on the Stormcast side. Mm. It's not here yet. Who gets a glow up? Ooh. And that's one of the new one of the newer models we get for this. And oh, look, he's on the front of the book. What crazy solidifying himself is my favorite of the new models mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I own a script board. So would you like to tell me to tell you who I own is? I would is? love you to tell me who I own script board is. Because he's been in a bunch of books and stuff. Yeah, he's a so he's a Lord Relictor, which are the weird, somber like they're. The ones required to protect the souls of the Stormcast. So if you're in a spot like where the souls can't get back up to Azir, the Lord Relictor can hold them basically. And there's a point in one of the books. Puts it's not him on layaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like a little comp. It's on the pouches. He puts Wait. them in the little the life field comp still a thing. Is layaway still a thing? Can you put things on layaway still? Is that is that joke too old? I think oh, I made a Kmart reference earlier, so <laughs> pretty sure that's pretty sure that's not even a thing anymore. Okay,
1: yeah. I'll but you just... could do layaway at Kmart. Yes, you could. That was, like, one of their big that things. Was, that was, like, the big thing at yeah. Kmart, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that and all the stuff was on the floor, so you just <laughs> pick up whatever you wanted. Yeah. You just
1: slap a price tag on whatever. I got it didn't a,
0: matter. Did I tell you I got, like, a, was it San Andreas when it came out for 20 bucks? Yeah. Because I picked it up and walked up and it rang up at $60. I was like, oh, the sign said Grand Theft Auto was $20. And the, the lady goes, okay. Okay. And just <laughs> bunched it up for $20. I did not care. Yeah. Uh so Ionis. And that's why you're not around. <laughs> that's, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And it was that purchase. Yeah. That was it. That was, <laughs> that was the line. Like that was, that was the... Immediately went back yeah. into the red. Oh. Um, so Ionis Cryptborn. Uh he's a Lord Relictor, which are the the spooky spookies of the uh Stormcast. And he basically broke off from Vanda's a long time ago because A, Vandis seems to be kind of a one note thing. And Ionis was like, Yeah, but every time you die, you come back more insane. Mm-hmm. And also you start seeing this thing you've called the Lightning Man, which sounds like it's an always sunny bit. It's like, <laughs> the Lightning Man! <laughs> he throws lightning from the sky! But what what I think it is, and I don't know if they're trying to retcon this or not, I'm pretty sure the Lightning Man is Vandis Hammerhand from the future, reaching back somehow. Like, in one of the books I've... I may be wrong on this, uh, and please feel free to comment below. We don't have a yep. comment section. If uh, if I'm wrong, go for it. But I feel like there was a part where it was heavily inferred that like that was his soul, like reaching back through time to try to stop him from basically becoming a golem, where you just you're resurrected, you fight, you die, and that kind of stuff. You have no personality whatsoever. Mm. To which Vanda's respi- responded with going Cogus and charging off, and they're like, Yeah, that personality is definitely uh, still there, still there, <clears throat> um, still still a person. Totally yes. still a person. Totally still a person in there, guys. It's not just a bunch of lightning and, and a suit of <laughs> armor. A, a mildly sentient bolt of lightning. <laughs> yeah. What I want to know is he's been riding the same Drakoth, but they've never explained if the Drakoth come back. That took, I, you know, I actually was reading this, and
1: I wondered that same thing. I was like, did the Drakoths get reforged?
0: I have wondered that, too, because I know that the Griffhounds do not. There's a story where a Griffhound dies, and he doesn't get to come back. So, like, I don't think the boys So the good boys don't get to come right? back. Right? The ones that are the, way better on the table, honestly, yeah. like, when I'm playing than any of this stuff. Yeah, I've always wondered that. Like, do the Drakhoffs get to come back, or are they just... When when Vanus dies, does the Drakhoff just Yoshi his way out of the fight <laughs> entirely? And just wait around until he's <laughs> like, Oh, I'm not going to fight anymore, guys. Sorry. Um, just falls down a pit. Wait for another one to hatch. He just... He just uh just uh looks looks at the fight and just like reaches down, pulls out a teleporter, <laughs> clicks the button, teleports away. Does a lock jaw, just goes wherever he wants to, yeah. waits and comes back. Uh yeah, so Vandes is like, I'm not going to ride with you guys. I have too many important things to do. And then a creepy voice oh. comes in and it's like, "Hey, stop being that." Um and uh I'm looking for what he said. Oh, I've completely lost my place in the now. Oh yeah, yeah. He shows up. Ionis, Cryptborn, shows up. Um, He's been gone looking for a way to fix the Stormcast when they break and they come back. Uh, And he hasn't found it yet. But what he did find was a giant fucking dragon to ride around on. Yep. So So he's upgraded. That's pretty cool. Because, you know, and if if you're at home and you're wondering and you're like, I don't know anything about Stormcast, the Lord Relictor... That was originally Ionis Cryptborn. That's the one you've seen in almost every Stormcast list since 2015. He's the guy that can teleport another unit on a two-up. He's almost auto include in a lot of Stormcast stuff. So, you've seen this model on the table. Now, watch his better, parenthesis, question mark, parenthesis version. I don't know. Sure. We'll get there. So, yeah, they show up. Um... Uh I like Ionis because he just flat out calls Vandis out on his crap. He's like, Hey, how many times have you seen the lightning man? aka your weird psychoses you have when you die. And Vandis is like, Shut up, dude.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? Wah.
0: And just like scurries off to <laughs> go fight <laughs>
1: stuff. It's like, like, I'm gonna hit you. Not but
0: Yeah, he like grabs yeah. him and it's like, Well, first off, uh stat wise, now one of you, you, you has get a dragon. Murp yeah, so hard of, here. One of you is a is a original stormcast model with rules, and yeah. one of you is riding a dragon. So that's not, don't do that. My money's on the dragon. But I, I like how he's like, how did you know about that? And, and I just was like, you told me. You've told me <laughs> every told single time. time.
1: Every single time. It's like, and then it is that, that, that wonderful line there at the end. It's like, how many times have you
0: been reforged? It's like, shut up. He's like, I'm going to go fight. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to see this battle through with or without you. Yeah. And, it's and then like, he just leaves. Yeah. Because,
1: you know, how, how, do you come, how do you come back from that? As, as a Stormcast, how do you come back from... How many times have you been reforged?
0: It's the only thing you can't come back from. Oh. Deep. That's, Meaning. that's one for the clip show. Hey. If we had a clip show. We, we if don't. I cared enough to scrub for good bits. Through <laughs> here. Maybe one day we'll get an intern and we'll be like, listen to our shows, pick out the three funny things we say during the throw show. Throw them on TikTok. And throw them on TikTok, yeah. <laughs> so we can have shorts and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Iona showing up. And then uh, you get a little bit of here, the gore-tide breaking. Mm-hmm. So, basically, uh, Vandas leads the Hammerhands into battle. This is the part where uh, I wrote down, uh, let me see what I wrote down specifically. I think it was Vandas kills the starter set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they defeat yeah. the corn half of the starter box. <laughs> right. Because they specifically mentioned, oh, God, I'm not going to get any of these right. The guy with the whip. Yep. The Blood Stoker, I believe. And they, it's the Blood Stoker with the it's, one arm that's a knife, which is the model. I yeah. mean, I think they all have what that. Was
1: it Threx Skullbrand is one of them?
0: <laughs> sure. You could have just made that up, and I would never know. <laughs>
1: uh, hold on. I was looking for the other name in here. Uh, there's Blood Secrator. Uh, Slap Scarbeef. Sure, we'll go with that. Blood, bloodster. Anyway, the important thing is that two of Corgus Cole's Gorchosen chosen had been slain in the champion's own domain. So yes, yeah, yeah. It, uh, we basically they showed up, they bitch slapped Corgus Cole's minions around and said, oh, "This is our area now." It's Vec the Flare. I would, if you gave me a hundred guesses, I would have never gotten there. I would have, I would have gotten to the Flare at some point, probably. Mm, sure,
0: because that that makes sounds
1: sense. vaguely corny. Yeah, does.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, so they basically they they show up and uh they're fighting corn and it's literally the guy with the giant banner from the starter set and uh the guy with the whips from the starter set. that hilariously you, you could use to use to whip Archeon into a frenzy, which seems like that was my favorite like uh, uh telling your boss no type of situation <laughs> where it's like, yeah, whip Archeon. Go ahead, man. Go ahead and whip that guy just turns around and just slaps him. Thanks for the boost. Squishes him. So, yeah, the Hammerhands win the fight because they're... they're okay. They're never going to lose this fight. Okay, yeah, they're not going to lose this fight. And also, I'm pretty sure if these books are doing what they're doing, would they lead into fourth edition? Fourth edition seems like a good time to bring back Stormcast versus Korn. Mm-hmm. We've gotten a lot of the other gods' stuff out of the way. They've had big parts and everything. Korn has kind of been sitting on the sidelines for chilling. a long time. you waiting. Uh, and You're honestly, have. the Stormcast have too. Despite people, like, you know, I think the trope is, like, oh, Stormcast is, like, every new New, starter and everything. New new book, need a new model. But, like, they don't, they haven't been in a starter set since with the Cruel Boys. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and, like, yeah, we've got a couple new models, but they're heroes and stuff. Yeah, heroes, uh, I mean, the last, like, big release for Stormcast was the dragons, right? Yeah, that was the last big one. And then you had the, the Warcry box set. Uh, we don't count that. I don't think the rules are in here. Oh, but there was two of that in the yeah. list that was in the top I know. tournaments. Like, so I looked it up to see what it is, and uh, it's not in here, because why would it be in the book that we're looking at right now? I'll pull those rules up later, and that was my challenge, was finding where the hell those rules were yeah. to play. Uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, like I mean, like well, Stormcast, right? So uh, yeah, all wrong. Stormcast is either He's, mid to good. Yeah, Never really great, great. and never really terrible. In, even Lord Doot Doot. The one that I, I painted yeah. up the other day. If you saw in our threads, I was painting up Lord Doo It Has a good use in things. I don't know what was sticking why this was, book why together. Why your pages? St- I, I don't.
1: Zach, know. you can't have sticky pages I on a eat, book across the
0: table for me. Listen, I am a slob. <laughs> I sometimes eat while I'm reading books. You just get
1: so. Was it a Stormcast page? Was it? Oh, how excited were you? It
0: was the page of <laughs> the big picture of Need Blackdown. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: Uh, Woo! All right, and then after they yeah. after they beat the corn up, uh, the Eidneth show up. Yeah. <laughs> so at the, at the end, somebody forgot like, that the Eidnith exists. exist. So they're like, oh, we gotta get the Eidneth in here, because this is hundred percent what this feels like. Where it's like they're like, oh, we got we haven't done anything with the Eidneth yet, and I don't think we're gonna do anything in book four. I don't know, throw them in book three, and so the Eidneth just show up and they just start reaping souls. They're just they like, just... like there's a there's a mist, and they're like. We're just gonna start taking some of the souls from these guys.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it, the, uh, the souls are ours.
0: yes. The the ones that have the red armor. Yes. The, the one that the one shark I painted before you got all of my ideneth is painted it as. Is painted yes, as right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they they basically just start poaching the, the people. so <coughs> these poor free guild people have just made it. They they've been like, oh, we're gonna be doing okay. Oh, guide trogs. Oh, we made it out of the trogs because God loves us and He blessed us with a magic wheel lady who's also a lich, probably. Corn. Um. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, corn. Oh, well. First, more trogs. Yeah, more trogs. <laughs> little, little laps of trogs and then some corn. Oh, the stormcasters showed up to save us because they are our godlike protectors, angels from above. Uh. Phew. Done with that. And immediately, I smooth now. sailing. Sm- oh, they shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's the
1: thing. That's the problem. They said smooth sailing, and we were like, "Hello." said <laughs> somebody say sailing? <laughs> We'll happily take your souls. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically the whole thing, is that, like, if Whithin shows up... Because, uh, of course, the mm-hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, take a little lead on here. Yeah. So, if Whithin shows up, they just start reaping souls. Everybody's like, wait, stop, what are you doing, why? And they're like, basically, along the lines of... I mean, has Sigmar's other allies now turned against us, too? Is everyone against us? And the... <laughs> the leader of this group of Fuythan is literally, like, hey man, things are rough down in the seas, so we just got we're we're just taking stuff where we can get it.
0: Yeah, right. so I feel like maybe that whole alliance with Marathi's not working out great. Yeah, fully. I don't what think a, what it's a shock.
1: Don't think it's working what a particularly shock that well.
0: Is, that aligning yourself with Captain Betrayer yeah. is not going to work out in the end. So, uh, so they do a duel. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they... The that's f- literally what happens. They they lose the fight. Right. After attacking the free guild people, because you know the stormcast are still there, mm-hmm. uh, and also the fire slayers are still there, right? So they have a lot. They're of, horribly outnumbered. Yeah, they have a lot worse targets to fight. Yeah. They're going after like little dumpy McGregorson guy who's like, "Oh, I'm just out here to serve my people," but you have like a fire slayer king behind him mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. does not care about your undersea shenanigans, and uh, yeah, they and. and we get a cool action scene for the black talons where I can imagine quite literally the scene from the Avengers where they all team up to take down the one Chitari mega cruiser. And like, you know, the Hulk hits the thing in its head and Thor summons the lightning on it. And they blast it. And then it lands in front of them. And they do the whole pose and stuff with one Does of the, uh, chop the, a Leviathan's head off. Yeah. The Leviathan, you know, you get the scene where it's like, Oh, it goes low. So Neve's the, the black talons get to do a cool stuff by this box, please. And like, you know, Oh, at the very end, Neve gets to like hack its head off. And yep. yeah, that's pretty cool. It's weird that the Black Talons include an enough Deepkin character because it's kind of like, they just standing around going, guys, guys, guys. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> are, we, are we attacking? I don't know. Yeah. Nobody gave me the news. But, and uh, then Zenestra summons a storm and stops the Ether Sea with magic.
1: What? I, I got nothing, man.
0: I got nothing on that character
1: anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mulfir, who is this, uh, this king of this, the, uh, the Fweethan, um, basically gets captured, like, has to surrender. Right. Yeah. They basically hold a bunch of swords to his throat and he's like, I will fight you in single combat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's got to have the honor
0: of single yeah, combat. The
1: honor of single combat. Uh, considering this is the first time that I've hold,
0: heard of Molpere, uh, I'm going to guess it doesn't go well. Well, so the person who fights him uh, is known colloquially as Sigmar's assassin, mm-hmm. uh, was sent to kill, I don't know if it was to kill Rodigus or what, um, somebody on Nurgle's side and got really damn close to being a big problem. Yeah. Uh has their own TV show yep. and now has two different models for them. So Mopil has no chance. Yeah, the unnamed Achellian yeah. King. <laughs> probably not gonna make it out of this. But one. they
1: do have like this this where it's like they're like, oh yeah, like Neva's like like fighting, like very like very attack focused. Mulpier is like more of like the defensive sword doodad. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've got it like has like the moment where it's like oh it's going to chop off so and so's hand and it was like no I'm going to drop my battle axe real quick yes and then swing with my other
0: one and punch you right in the throat punch you right in the throat crush right your... in the yeah.
1: throat <laughs> just crush your larynx and then uh fin- and then just quickly finish you off there or it's like oh you get like the nice moment where it's like oh, is she going to is is never going to die is black there's a black talon going to be detaloned? De-, <laughs> yeah, de-, de talent, de, <laughs> de- talent? Yeah. Uh, no, in fact, they're not. And so kill them, and then it's like the rest of the Eidneth are like, oh, by the way, uh, there are dudes uh, still behind us. Go reap their souls. Yeah. And the Eidneth are like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> well, look at their options at that point. It's, uh, it's either they do that or a lot of people yeah. who are trying to develop a yeah. taste for sushi. Right. So they kind of had the option of, well, we'll let you go back there and fight and cover our butts. Cover
1: our butts, and you can reap some souls from them. And then but the- you see
0: who suggested that.
1: Uh, yes, Zenestra she's, she's she's a problem. A, a, a political assassin here. Yeah. Uh, and then of course uh, some. And then some of the uh, the dwarves or the Durdin also actually join in on that yeah. because they have essentially blood oaths that they've sworn. And so now it's become a team up of wait, Ideneth and dwarves. Wait, I feel like I've seen this before. The fire <laughs> in the sea. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they, like you said, they just uh, they send them back to basically fight all the corn yeah, people that I assume head, how to head up like reinforce the rear guard
1: that and if, been destroyed? if
3: the
0: gets horde is still following them, hope that has now hit the corn people as well, right? So you've got a lot of chaos and and non chaos and destruction. You have chaos and destruction quite literally and figuratively mm-hmm. going on back there,
1: happening back there, and then we're just gonna send some some water and fires, fire and water, back there to. Take care. Of, douse it all out. Yeah, or
0: ignite it. Cause a lot of steam. Yeah, I think. yeah, a sauna, a That's sauna, a attack. sauna for
1: that death and destruction.
0: Yeah, well, death isn't there. Chaos and death. destruction. De- death is Well, there's a lot of death. Book. There's actually a lot of death yeah. there,
1: but yeah, uh, yeah, not like the death. Death it, gets to it. Hang death with a capital book. D, which
0: <laughs> makes me feel like death is going to be something in the last book more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna. Well, we already know because we've seen the previews of what the main character is in the last book. It's the giant. I it's supposed to be a bat but it just looks like half of a gorilla, half of a bat. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Gorilla bat. Gorilla bat, yeah. The flesh eater courts. So that's the it's the new book. It's the new hotness. Everybody's going to be flushing and eating their courts. Um yeah, so but before he before the whole duel, there is one part I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, go for where it. Where he talks about um the hour of ruin is at hand. And that's all capitalized, so it's like they don't really talk too much about it, but it's you something don't say what it is. It's something that makes the Eidneth go. You know what? I will straight up attack a losing fight, and they're usually written pretty smart. Like they don't tend to do dumb attacks like that. Yeah,
1: they're they're more of a, a like do a lot more of the sneaky stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they shadows
0: and mist and like, whatnot. They would attack and you know they'll they'll go back away and they'll use the magic so you forget that they were ever there yeah. and stuff. This is like a prolonged attack. that They lose and continue fighting. So something has them spooked to where they're like. Just completely... Something's bri- driving them out of the sea. <laughs> what is it? What I don't, could it be? I don't know. If things are being driven out of the ground and out of the sea. Um, I, I have my theory, because I think if this book is doing what the other ones did, where they led into a new AOS edition, mm-hmm. uh, this probably is doing that. But I don't think it's going to be a big edition where they like... It's not going to be uh, 40k 10th, where they burn the whole system down to the ground and start over, mm-hmm. because I think AOS is pretty much solidly good. Um, I said that in front of the lead game developer, maybe. Now, he didn't say anything otherwise. <laughs> or that guy's really good about not giving out <laughs> stuff to idiots like me that would just go say it online <laughs> to thousands of people. Uh, yeah, so, like, I think this leading into fourth edition, you're going to get new Stormcast and Thunderstrike armor, new Liberators, new Paladins, like, all the older models. that They still look good, but yep. they're not as dynamic or as fun as the new ones. Mm-hmm. You'll get mm-hmm. a new Vandas you know, that's on a different drag author, maybe he'll get his own dragon at this point. Who knows? Would be great if they released him, but it's just him sitting, and you got to put him on whatever dragon you wanted, and then like that dragon got upgraded. Huh. Like if you put it on Krandis, he would just ride around on the back of Krandis the is whole time. A Lego. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could do that. Just
1: slap a Lego on him.
0: Every time I assemble a rider for something, I look around and I'm like, "What can I put this on that it's not supposed to be on?" <laughs> like, what's the what's the funniest thing? Can for I this stick thing? a Nurgle on this? That's yes. always the real question. Is it? Like, can you stick a Nurgle on? I it? have stuck Nurglings on so many things. There's Nurglings on my Stormcast models, like hidden on. There's there's one at least. Paladin that has a storm ca- uh, Nurgling hidden under an, his skirt. If I had
1: an unlimited num- amount of money, I would just cover an entire boat in Nurglings. Like just the, the actual like balloon of it would just be Nurglings. Oh, that'd be
0: great. What if you inflated one big Nergling? That would be and that was rag. the balloon, and then everything else was Nerglings. What all if the that was down? like just Rodigus? Just Rodigus is floating <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, we just uh.
1: attach Rodigus to the top of a balloon. We're like, yeah, no, that's like the that's the uh, that's Blodigus. That's pl- <laughs> Floatigus. Yeah, Floatigus. Blodigus, Floatigus. <laughs>
0: That's so stupid that somebody, I hope Matt <laughs> is listening right now, and the edict is going to come down. We need a flotigus
1: we, we need a bloatingus
0: Floatingus uh, We should take a break. We should probably take a break. Yeah, so that's the, the thing, um, but I got to do a thing. Yeah. I, I got to do a bit. Go for I it. I got to do the Bart Simpson. He's doing the bit. There's a map on page 21. You know what I'm about to tell you to look for.
1: Hey, yeah. Look at that. Uh, is is, uh, is Hammerhall up there? It's
0: not Hammerhall. Anvil right? Guard, whatever. Yeah, yeah, look at that. There's Anvil right oh, there. Yeah, it's still there. on the map. Anvil still there. Why are they doing that to me? Because they're bringing it back. Because they forget to reprint the map. <laughs> they have preprinted the wrong one in two different books now. <laughs> but I was I was like, ah. Uh, and I immediately, as soon as I flipped here, I went to that upper yeah, left just corner. To see. And they tried to hide it under this little little cordy, brackety thing here. But I know it's there. I also like that they've uh, called basically this whole campaign the Axian Disasters.
1: Because that's what it's been.
0: Yeah. That's really... just like this podcast <laughs> uh, yes. so we'll be
1: back after this break hey
0: Gigabytes Cafe in Marietta, Georgia is your one stop shop for everything you need for your favorite hobby or fandom Gigabytes carries a wide selection of miniature lines including Games Workshop Reaper and WizKids not to mention all the terrain paints and hobby supplies you need to supplement your tabletop games Not a war gamer? The cafe boasts an ever-growing selection of hundreds of board games, TCGs, CCGs, and other nerd-based acronyms eager to join your collections. So what are you waiting for? Go to gigabytesonline.com and start shopping now.
1: And welcome back. Hello. I hope you enjoyed that first bumble through of the uh, of the story of book three, <laughs> The Last Hunt. Because it's going to uh, get more complicated from get here on out. Way more competent for this second bit, where we have the next, the other part of this crusade type yes. of thing. But it's not the whole crusade. It's like a chunk of them that are out doing a thing. Because, look, last go around, things didn't work out well, right? And
0: nothing has, nothing, worked
1: nothing well. has worked out well. Nothing has worked out well. So now there's going to be some plans, kind of. There's plans that are being planned and efforts being made to not bumble through it like we're going to bumble through this. Yes. Um, However, uh, so where are we? We are... This gyronite venture. Yes. That's that's where we're at. Should we, so We're in
0: the wild woods. Should we warn the audience as to why we're going to bumble through the there's second a, part? There's a
1: lot. Of, we, neither one of us really remember anything that happened in this book. We both read this book,
0: yeah. and uh, I genuinely liked it. And I did not make any notes on the second half for some reason, and I did not remember anything... There there may have been a good time gap that you only experienced in the 30-second commercial where we went through this whole story going, Trying right. to
1: remind ourselves what happened. Yeah, you
0: know? it's weird. And I think it is because ultimately it, it does feel like it leads into the next book. Yeah, so it, it's, sort
1: of, it's the setup to the setup of the last book in this, mm. right? Because this is book three. We got a book four. It comes out next week or whatever <laughs> right I, or, now yeah yeah probably right now when you're listening to this episode or if you've listened to this sometime in the future it's already happened like 6 months ago
0: yeah who knows if you're just revisiting the classics after our 200th episode and you're coming back to here 200 this uh, is
1: this is we're listening to 500th 500th uh, oh episode oh god we're on what, season 9 what could
0: we even say it, it it's show 500 6
1: seasons and a movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh like i, I, I could I, you
1: imagine the movie of the making of the uh, of the Atlanta Warhammer podcast,
0: it's just uh, who would you get to play yourself? Uh, Donald Glover. Oh, excellent choice. Yeah, uh, so I just was- so we can be Zach and Joss talking about Warhammer, Warhammer. <laughs> perfect, excellent, excellent. Yes, uh, I like, to, I like to say jokes like that to really keep a strong community here. Yeah, that yeah, we yeah. Built, perfect. Uh, yeah.
1: I, think I, I think I'd really like to go with like a Chris Pine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm just gonna go the uh, complete opposite direction. Okay. That.
0: Well, can that can we Chris Hemsworth then? Can I, we can we cast the most uh, amazingly attractive human beings right. to yeah. be us? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's perfect. That makes sense. Because mm-hmm. in reality, it would just be Charlie Day and Danny DeVito. It would be probably the best setup <laughs> for actually doing this. Oh
1: wait, hold on. I don't get to. I don't get to do. Oh, I...
0: I didn't say which one of us was which. Yeah. <laughs> I was hold on. That's the you, viewers at home vote on which one of us, <laughs> which, one of us <laughs> <laughs> which one of us gets to be Danny DeVito?
1: Which uh, one of us gets to be Danny DeVito?
0: Ah, perfect. Uh, we uh, have we have we uh, gone around not having to do this part of the show yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, this... so uh, so they've we're we're in the wildwoods and they're sent out kind of like an expeditionary force. It's sort of like a mixture of humans and cur- and Kernoth.
0: Yes, yeah, Kernothi, kurnoth, um,
1: Kernothi, Kernothi. Kernai? tree folks. Yeah, the tree dudes. Yeah. and the I'm new models. The the <laughs> new models
0: from the uh, the Warcry box set, which is the Huntsman of the Cities of Sigmar. The ones right. of actual dogs that are just real yeah. dogs. Or
1: just or just just normal just normal dogs, just,
0: which is kind of weird. Right. A little bit because we've had everything else is not a normal animal, yeah. and these guys just have straight up big bulldogs. Yeah,
1: it's odd.
0: I guess sure, that, fine. Yeah, whatever. whatever, man.
1: That's all right. Um, and so they send out these expeditions, like kind of this... This force, this these scouts, right? Yes. And they have kind of come across some some stuff that's happening that is very concerning.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> they are uh, they're heading towards the place where uh, Behemoth amid- originally died, right? Or well, where he would die, but where he was the first to sleep. And they had the whole thing where Arceus was trying to use a bunch of floating rings of islands to make a big collar for him, and then drill spikes into his brain to mind control him because this is just so, an insane could just, story. Yeah, so you just send him wherever to do, yeah, his, to do just, his
1: bidding. Well, and his episode.
0: plan was if he can control a world titan god thing, then he doesn't. If any of the chaos gods get a little too uppity to him, he has like, well. He has I, something that can punch a chaos god. Right. I have this thing in <laughs> control, so you can't mess with me in this realm. Right. Uh, obviously, as we know, that didn't work. Yep. And Bahemet was actually slain for mm-hmm. realsies um, by Galmaraz as an act of mercy, and his corpse fell to the ground. He's massive. Yes, and uh, he's the biggest of the biggins. He's he was the biggest of the biggins, and with all the gargants gone from this area now, their holy religious area, were
1: traveling to go destroy an, another settlement. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they were going to go punch Gardas in the face for a while. Right, um, a group of enterprising ogres. <laughs> yes, they, hmm. they,
1: they looked around and were like, you know this giant thing on the ground would make an excellent addition to this (laughs) Moppet.
0: Yeah, I wonder where it would be a good place to have a giant feast of carnal pleasures. Oh, Mm. inside of the giant corpse of a god. And uh, we get, do you want to say his name? Or should I say it? The the Slaughter Master? The
1: Slaughter of... What the heck is this guy's name? It's on, on page twenty-four. Okay. I, I I'm looking for it. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. The uh slaughtermaster bulk lumbergulp. Bulk <laughs> lumbergulp. If you don't if you don't like swallow the second half of his name, you're doing it wrong. Bulk <laughs> lumbergulp. It yeah, it's yeah. It, it's kind
0: of like Malort. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the little bit of throw-up motion really sold that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah.
1: It, you're familiar with mal- Malort. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: That does sound a little bit like like a 12th century peasant trying to say my lord. (laughs) Lord. (laughs) This is very stupid. This is very Uh, stupid. Uh, but yeah. anyway, they're
1: having like a big old ritual feast on because the, they're gonna feast on the corpse of a god.
0: Yeah, so they they get together these these ogors uh, or ogres if you're nasty, mm-hmm. and they get together. and They have these giant. It's called a gallop because everything's because <laughs> everything's got to be a, li- a gallop. Yeah, Yes, you, you know you don't want to put too much food on top. You just want a little gallop. Yeah, just you things. know uh, a gallop will do you. Do so, a gallop a daisy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's actually <laughs> their commercial I believe. Yeah, um, and so it's a big ritual feast thing they do. But they want to have it inside the stomach of where Behemoth died, right? Because they're like, well, that should make us super powerful, because yeah. this is a super magic. Because not of thing. only
1: is it the st- not only are we eating him, but we're also going to eat the stuff that he was eating.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're just eating all the things You're that eating. he also ate, and yeah. all the things that you ate are now part of that process as well. Yeah. Because if you poop on the ground, then you eat the ground. You just—it's a continuous it's just, it's cycle, a cycle of consumption, like some sort of life. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because they, they are not necessarily like, I mean, I guess they're damaging the realm. But like Nurgle has already destroyed this place a whole bunch. Uh, Lariel fixed it. These guys are tearing it up by making the the awesome new model for the the <laughs> mall part. I was like to call it the Sarlacc pit because mm-hmm. let's be honest, kind of what it looks like. like a Sarlacc pit. Um, so yeah, they're they're trying to do this ritual there. Lumbergulp stood majestic in his corpulence in the center of the ritual. Um, and then all the old fine cast models get to show up and throw some stuff in and and remind everyone that when they made all the new Orgore models, they made exactly two, uh, the Tyrant (laughs) and that Hunter guy. And now you've got some new ones in here that look really cool. Yeah. But for a while, it was kind of like, yeah, the Gorgers are gorgeous. Uh, but thank you. I definitely, that's one of the only ones I had written down. Uh, Um, but yeah, it's, it was weird to me that they released, you know, all the new Orgore stuff back when Osiark hit as well. And they were like, Hey, here's your new model. But there's four wizards that are all fine cast that still exist. Or, and are really hard to get. Or metal, or if you can yeah. find them. Like, yeah. So, yeah, what I remember when I was trying to get no ogres, because uh, here at the Atlanta War Hire
1: podcast, all of us at some point in time have owned ogre models. I think and it was the same army. It was the same army. <laughs> we, have pa- we have passed it around uh, like a terrible
0: venereal disease. I wonder where uh, it is right now. I think it's still with you, isn't it? Is it? I don't think I have the foot parts. I think I sold those. I kept I kept the one Tyrant that I built and painted. Okay. And I think I got rid of the rest of them. But now I'm wondering if they're just in a box. I think they might just be in a box. I might, I might have an ogre army. <laughs> <kick them> <laughs> <around>. <laughs> uh, funny thing, just a complete side story. I told you that I saw the Zinch army that I lost to at ATC in, like, 2017. Oh, yeah. Was being played in the finals. Somebody had the Christmas tree, uh, Christmas Th- hat Zinch army. Yeah. And I don't know what the story is with that, but I'm pretty sure that's the same army I yeah. fought. But it wasn't the guy that I fought because I think it was one of the French players had it. Oh. So what a weird thing. It's like a, this army's traveled around. It's, just, it's, a, it's a traveling Zinch Christmas yeah. army. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a bunch of models in this community that I, I look at sometimes, I'm like, oh, those are mine. At some <laughs> point, i <I'm> like, <laughs> I once owned those, Yeah. and it, I'll it, own them again. At <laughs> some point, that person will give up and then give me all those models Because
1: At some point in time, we're all kind of like banks.
0: Yeah, yeah. My investment's just going to be in Warhammer figures. Mm-hmm. Well, who yeah. needs a stock market? When I have plastic, when I got plastic, and if at the, at the end of the world I can melt it all down and the fumes will kill me, so I don't have to deal with the end of the world, works out great. Sounds like a great plan. A I kind of like this one. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they're doing their big ritual thing, um, and the the pit the new one, uh, is the fancy Muppet. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's great because it uh, it also eats up a bunch of people that are nearby, and then it gives out a big hilarious burp because it's. The Sarlacc pit. Yep. So, we'll of course, have a comical like burp after it eats somebody. That's great. Um, so yeah, there. That's what's going on. That's like the the scene here, and we, we're like, oh, you're looking at this page, and you're like, oh, Ogors versus cities of Sigmar. Okay. You know, it's kind of a cool looking fight. Nothing really weird is is entering it, except for uh, that little bit in twenty five where they're like, oh yeah, remember that part we set up earlier about Kragnos? Well, guess what? Continuing. Uh, continuing on that, we now find that the realm gate that they were looking for, Kragnos was hoping it leads to where he originally, like, his people were. Um, and so Gobsprack is there doing gobspracky stuff. And this last little paragraph talks about he, Gobsprack, finds, like, an area where um, there are exactly what he was looking for, it says. Crude glyphs left in the hurry of a mass exodus. Directions for survivors. So essentially, where Kragnos, the rest of
1: Kragnos' people are.
0: Right, which is what he's looking for, is to try to find, does he have any of his people left uh, after they picked a fight with the dragons and lost, basically. Yep. And Gobstrak is like, well, I'm not here to make him happy. I'm here to get rid of him. And so they scratch up all of the markings so that Kragnos couldn't possibly find out where the survivors went, which is, a, as they say in some cultures, a dick move. Yeah. You know, why is everybody hating on Kragnos? Well, he does tend to just destroy everything all the time. Even on the table, if he gets hit, he hurts everyone (laughs) around him. Like, I don't think he has a lot of friends. Clearly. Like, Gordrak, maybe they have that, like, buddy cop thing now where they beat each other up, and so the action movie, now they can move forward as friends. But even then, I feel like the minute Kragnos is slightly wounded, Gordrak's going to be like, all right, buddy. (laughs) Listen. I'm here to finish the job. I am here. I am the original model of destruction. (laughs) I will finish this job. So yeah, there um Kragnos is being led somewhere. Right. I wonder where he's going to well, show up.
1: Somewhere he will f- show up later in this same story. Yes. But first, we gotta stop these we gotta stop this gore this this, this gore tide thing happening.
0: Oh I guess you realize you have the gore tide for corn and the gore It's a very gory book. It's a very gory book. Yes. It's a lot of gore on this long gunt. It's goring it up. Goring it up. So um yeah. Now we get a little bit about the gorgers, the infamous empty belly curse that affects all gorgers left them sickeningly famished, and after being commanded by the butchers to feed meat into the maw pits without end, the crusade was their first chance for reprieve, a.k.a. Oh, we can eat these <laughs> We're things. We're allowed to eat now? Yeah, and eat. sweet. And these poor humans are just like little tin cans of food, because they've got a little tiny hard exterior, and they're just mushy on the inside. Mm. Uh, and the gorgas are, you know, massive, so not an equal fight in any way for the humans. no. So yeah, they uh they start attacking the the cities of Sigmar the Crusade again. Um, I like the part where it says that uh, the echoed with the rhythmic clunking of a great metal part. Bulk lumbergulp himself strud forth hefty by hefty step, hefty step, hefty dragging his hallowed mawpot behind him. So now we know which model he is. He's the <laughs> old one that has the the mawpot hooked to his nipples. I don't know if it's directly on his nipples, but he definitely yep. has some nipple chain action. Close enough. Going on, yeah. Uh, there was a weird time in Warhammer model design where everybody's nipples were an accessory to something. I don't just, know. I have the War Doc. Yeah, huge ass nipple rings for no reason. Oh. Only orc that I think on the Bone Splitters that has them too. Why? So, you,
1: okay, you what, know why? What was the fascinating...
0: You, you but, know why? There was more nipple rings on them than there were on Slanesh people. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, you know there is
1: there is some enterprising uh, model designer <laughs> that so, was just like. I gotta put more nipple rings on this. Just
0: sculpting, going, This is my thing, <laughs> and I get paid to do this now. And you're all gonna deal with this for twenty years. Cause once this is cause once this has been made, we're never going back. And you know, most of the bone splitters don't have nipples anyway. So yeah. I wonder if maybe as an orc, if you grow nipples, then it's like you they gotta, have to they have to put something through. You got accessorize them. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise, what do you do with them? I don't know. They don't make any sense to you, probably. Yeah. You're not mammals. You don't feed. You don't as far as we know, you don't even have a female presenting orc. You, you don't basically even... Reproduce, yes, like
1: as in a normal fashion. Yeah, Humans like all they, just you
0: just goop. They show up in their goop, or maybe fungus, or yeah. maybe magic. Un- unclear. Yeah, yeah, I think it's camera tricks. Like mm. the camera pans away and comes back, and there's four more orcs where there was one. <laughs> but to them, they've always been four, so they don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, they are charging in and fighting, and Marshall Thurian has decided to fight um, the them head on. Which stat-wise is not great. Not but, you know. great, but yeah, I like your gumption. Yeah, she's got a little story armor, yeah. a little bit, uh, and the silvermith are basically also getting torn up. So things are not going great, which is like the tagline to this entire book series.
3: Mm-hmm, 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 um, mm-hmm.
0: And then, just just as she would be slain, she hears in the distance. It's the uh, the sad it's the call of Belthanos. Belthanos is here, <laughs> and so so uh shows up immediately with uh, a whole bunch of cool people with him, which are his Carnathi hunters. Yes. which is the box set. Which, that... if
1: you're if you're not familiar with the new the, the Belthanos model, very cool. Yes, Great fan. He is uh, the closest sweet, we're going to get to a sweet, giant bug army. Yeah,
0: sweet Sylvaneth action here going. Oh yeah, if you like, um, and I and I, you know what I built him. Not a bad build. No. Uh, surprisingly okay. I didn't realize you got yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I have a terrible compulsion. Um, <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> uh, Ionis uh, also was like surprisingly easy to build. And the black talons, I was so mad. Because they did that same stupid thing where they're push fit. And the pauldrons are where they push the two pieces together. Mm. So these pauldrons have mile-wide gaps in them. Because push fit never works. GW, stop, stop it. doing it. Stop, just stop it. I know I get that you're doing that for entry level people, but hear me out. Your fifty no sixty dollar box of five characters from a TV show that have weird ass rules is not your entry point. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much of those models that I've had to go back and cut out the fit the fit parts and then re-glue them to try to fix them. Just a
1: little, just a little bit closer to one another.
0: Yeah, it's it's always in the pauldrons of Stormcast. They're like, yeah, put a jagged cut here so that they'll fit together, mm. or it'll always look like it's split down the middle. Anyway, that's just I'm just bitching about that. Um, but I'm not mentioning about this cause this is cool. Yeah. So Belthno shows up, he's playing his dude, doot and, uh, they basically win. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to oh. describe, do you want to read the murder scene? <laughs> the, the, the atrocity oh, they visit on yeah, the bulk? Uh, 100%. So, uh,
1: let's see, uh, let me find the right part here. Um, oh yeah. So... Though he swung wildly with his remaining weapon, Bulk was rooted in place and unable to dodge Balthanos's glaive as it plunged back into his bloated stomach. He let out a guttural howl as Balthanos yanked it out, only to run him through with it again and again and again and again, just repeatedly stabbing him. Just shanking him. Just shanking this guy.
0: Um, Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, well, also, uh, Balthanos pulled his weapon from the corpulent helica flesh. Which, what a combination of words what, what a good combination of words a plus and also his blade uh see, seen below in that picture on mm-hmm. page 29 uh that thing is the size of the gorge or the uh ogre model so just it's not like a shank he's just straight up hitting him with like an entire uh, two by four of a sword that's just <laughs>
1: raging through his stomach like much Taco Bell will later on today.
0: Yes, <laughs> this is a terrible set of indigestion for uh, Bulk, who uh, dies,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> D- dies, <laughs> no, it just dies. Who dies horrible. real hard? Yeah,
0: <laughs> they were like, "We've
1: introduced Bulk. We have unintroduced Bulk." Oh,
0: you do you think you were gonna get a new
1: bottle for no, the butcher carrying the mop? No, 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 no we, we, we murdered the, not, crap the... the crap out of. We Murdering the crap out of that thing. It's never seen the light of day. Um, and yeah, so they were just like, "Oh, cool. Well,
0: that's." That's that they did the thing. That's great. And what? And I thought when we got to this part in the story, uh, I was like, "Well, wait a minute." And one of the few things I do remember is I was like, "Well, that's kind of a an ending." Yeah. Like, but that's weird. They don't usually do that because I assumed that the next page was going to be all about the units and stuff. But it's kind of this is where it gets weird because the next pages are other like little side stories and bits and stuff of other things to lead into oddly a third story. Yes. (laughs) That's Uh, but. (laughs)
1: Not a full third story, it's three quarters of a story that will conclude in the last book. It's right. it's a setup to the setup to the action
0: of a final action. It is it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> because we also have this interlude here where it's about the Council of Life. Yes. Which is uh, Alariel, uh, mm-hmm. uh I guess Karazai gets he's to show he's up, up. He's like up. Wolverine, he just sulks in the corner and yeah. he's like, yeah, let me know what, I can kill him, bub. Uh, and Lord Croak, who I'm pretty sure is absolutely zoned out watching something in his mind the whole time. And he mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, no, totally pay attention. That's yep. the plan. No yep. problem.
1: No problems here at all. Absolutely fine.
0: But the plan is to stop Kragnos. The plan is like, Kragnos is, is real bad. We, we gotta, we gotta
1: stop this thing. He is, he's rampaging across the realms. We well, need to stop him. Uh,
0: we gotta figure out a way to shut him off. Hilarial's like, we gotta stop Kragnos. And they're like, hey, who let Kragnos? Shut up. We gotta stop Kragnos. And like. <laughs> Techless tell you not, not to, to do that. Do that? Like, isn't, it's a problem? Trust me, I'm loath to say Teclas was right, but Laro, you made this happen. Yeah, this is this is actually kind of. Of your course, ult. you need to deal with this. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, yeah, this is this is the this is we got a nice full page um, of them having their discussion about how they're going to do this. Where like they're going to they to lead him. They, uh, Croak, Lord Croak is going to create the battlefield so that they can do this. Crondis mm-hmm. uh, uh, is going to do like the initial fight. And then we're gonna and then he's gonna lead into Karazai getting like the big battle between Kragnus and
3: Yeah.
0: Karazi.
1: Karazi? Krazi?
0: Karazi? He's crazy for Karazai. Cra-
1: crazy for Karazai.
0: Um yeah, because Krondis is generally depicted as the more calm and sort of I mean he's the wizard. Yeah. So he the, the tactical. He's the tactical one. He's not gonna necessarily win a fight against Kragnos, although stat wise he absolutely could mm. probably. Yeah, it depends um,
1: on if Kragnus gets the charge off.
0: It depends <laughs> on what the charge roll is. Yeah, it depends on what the charge rolls. Here comes two ones. It's, oh, no. Here comes <laughs> a seven. Nothing. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> he charges them and he just misses. Yeah, just whiff. Uh, so, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of talk about, like, what the plan is, but you basically nailed it. And I, I assume they think, like, Karazai, probably at this point they would have worn him down enough that Karazai could take him out once and for all. Yeah. Um. And I was like, I was kind of mad at this point. Not mad. It's the only thing to be mad at, but I was like, man, that's that would have been a cool scene to get some artwork for, you know, that's not just the same art of a L'Oreal we've seen since yeah. the, the game lost. Maybe turn
1: that page. Oh, <laughs> yeah!
0: <laughs> Why is not this? I guess this being the cover would have immediately spoiled the surprise yeah. of it. But uh, surprise, they didn't just tell us this fight was going to happen. We actually get yeah, to we see actually, part of the fight. get part of the fight. We get three-fourths of the fight yeah. done. So we get the... we get the first part of the
1: plan being executed in which they sort of like are leading Kragnos kind of down it was like a, I don't want I say like a corridor but they're leading him down a path right? Yeah. and it's like his army sort of being harried or whatever well
0: first they, they lead him through the place where they just finished up the previous story yep so now these humans after everything they've gone through are now accidentally in the way of people fighting Kragnos literal god battles are happening <laughs> and they're Around like them. we were just trying to go make a country store an inn on that corner <laughs> This is, this is all turned oh, sideways. A
1: horrible mess we found ourselves in.
0: Yeah. So Kragnos and the Greenskins show up, mostly Cruel Boys, I'm assuming. Um, and they, they attack everybody. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Yeah, Assyria had barely stepped away from bulk Lumbergulf's steaming corpse. Steaming? Steaming. Uh, before the earthquakes began and her soldiers' tri- trium- triumphant bravado evaporating as quickly as it had gathered. Yeah, because they were like, yay, we won. Oh, next fight. Immediately yep. next fight. Yeah, so Kragnos uh, smashes his way in. He's doing his Kragnos thing, um, and you're right, they're trying to like lure him away, and all the humans take refuge uh, essentially in the rib cage. Yeah, uh, because it's a giant, you know it's cavern a, for them.:
1: Yeah, it's, it's huge, it's massive. It's probably the only protection that they may have to survive this horrific fight that is now about to take place between Crondis and Kragnos. Yes, but Kradis isn't like fighting really head-on. And so Kragnos is like, fine, if you're not going to fight me straight up, I'll just start smashing stuff around me. I'll kill I'd, all these
0: humans. I'll kill all the humans. and then seem to care about these people for some reason. Right.
1: And then Cronus is like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll dive down and fight you. And Kragnos is like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah.
0: Krantys <laughs> is lawful good. Yes. He couldn't let them do that. Krasai, when we get to him, he's chaotic good. Uh, and by that, I mean, I think he's just chaotic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out, like, right as, like, you know, Kragnos grabs Krani's like around the throat. Then Kragnos is getting just pelted
0: with bullets. Yeah. Like I said, during the break, we get the scene from Spider-Man one Yeah, where the green goblin is, you know, he's got Spider-Man. He's holding up the, the, uh, trolley car or bus, whatever, full of people. And the guys start throwing wrenches at him like, Hey, you mess with new one of us. You mess with New York, you know? And so like, they, all the people just start firing all of their guns at Kragnos, which, thank goodness for accuracy, mm-hmm. because that seems like a very dangerous thing to have done. 100%. Uh, luckily, the rules say you can do that still. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just blasting him. Yeah,
1: and gives just enough time for uh, Kronides to kind of, like, break away, and then and then continue its move away, which, at this point, Kragnos is now enraged at the fact that Kronides has gotten away from him, and so instead of smashing the humans and then going after Kronides, is just going after Kronis. Kragnos is not smart. No. He's been Looney Tunes out of the story once already. And he's getting Looney Tunes once again. Yes. And so, what we get is a nice little actually piece where Kronis is kind of like flying by Mm -hmm. and takes, kind of like does like a nice side-eye at Karazi. And Karazi's like on a, like kind of on a mountain's like my turn. Yeah. And just kind of, and that's where we stop. We stop like right as like Karazi is is basically like moving down to fight in this. I guess pit that Lord Croak created for the final battle between Karazi and Kragnos.
0: Yes. It's and it's it's literally with one final great roar Karazi launched himself from the rock and charged. So I guess he was within twelve inches. Or maybe he has a special rule for that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I got nothing for you on that one. This this uh what's his face? Kragnos still do extra damage to Drake's and Star Drakes and stuff. I think that got written out. Did that get written out? I think that got remember. written out. Which he, book did look, he have again, that? In? Once again,
1: we're at we're at six rewrites and probably a Kragnos death. <laughs> six rewrites in a Kragnos
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kragnos movie. This is the Kragnos <laughs> movie. Kragnos <laughs> we movie. got it finally. We got, we got it. We six got War it. scrolls in a movie.
1: Six War scrolls in a movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where the story ends off, and then you have it talks a lot about the scabrous sprawl, scabrous sprawl, mm-hmm. um, which is like been in a bunch of stories from the Realmgate Wars. So, we're not going to I don't want to rehash all of it because I think we already did in one of the previous episodes about this book. Right. But it's an important place and everybody's shown up there at some point in time. It's had a lot of celebrity visits. They got a restaurant with all the pictures on the wall. Yeah, Like who died here, you know. Where that where they sat. Yeah. They,
1: if, it, maybe they had the order and like a little signature of, on the check. Oh, yeah, the check signature. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cragnos yeah. <laughs> is just <sighs> just writes fuck you whatever. Ah. He's so angry. He's so dark. Yeah, so, and that's... So mad. <laughs> he's so mad. He's in the wrong universe. So that uh, tells us kind of the end of this story in terms of the story. Yes. Then we get a bunch of stuff.
1: We get some background info. We get some background characters.
0: So you get Ionis, which I like th- I like this because we get cool artwork. Yep. Uh, it is the same as the front of the book, but you know. The raddest picture of Belthonos I think I've ever seen. That is pretty cool, yeah. Um, and we've already gone over uh, who Ionis is. Uh, I guess we should say Belthonos. Um, he's like... He's, uh, what is he, the First Thorn? In uh, the fact, the First Thorn. Yeah, so he's basically, Kernoth is, is the god of hunt. You know, elariel goddess is his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Kurnathi were always kind of like, yeah, they worship her, but they had their own god, basically. Uh, Belthanos he, is like... He's referred to as the Herald of Spring. Probably because yeah. he doot-doots. He does. He doot-doots <laughs> the spring in. And uh, he worships the god of the hunt, and they thrive on preemptive strikes and heart-racing chases. So, yeah, they're they're the embodiment of that, like, the nature hunt kind of thing. So, obviously, in the realm of life, and the realm of Gur, they're going to be right at home with that kind of stuff. Um, He's a beacon of hope among the ranks of the Karnathi and fervently believes that he can bring back the Lord of the Hunt if he drives the forces of chaos festering in Gairan's and sprawl. So, maybe. Maybe. I mean, earlier on, Croak gives Alariel a vision that's like, Kernoth is not lost to you, so So, I guess maybe Kurnoth is coming back. Maybe we'll get a Kernoth model at some point. That'd be cool. That would be pretty cool. I don't know what that would even look like.
1: Is it just not just like a big, like, Kurnoth hunter? Like, just a I, massive that one? That seems
0: too obvious. What if it's mm. just a tree with a gun? Yo. <laughs> it's a tree with, a, like, a, like it's a, a revolver. Like, it's a tree of
1: life, and it's got two cannons. <laughs> it has guns on it. It's got two can- oh, it's like Oh, it's like a... It looks a little like a Blastoise, if it was a tree. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. What if it's just like a Venusaur? Oh, that'd That's be cool. Kernoth is just a big just frog big old with a plant old on his back, plot.
1: like a yeah. little frog with a plant on his back, a couple cannons strapped to it.
0: I like this. I think GW highest to design. The, I will uh, the make. Kurnoth I will model. make
1: you. I will make chaos for you. You'll go. I don't understand any of this. And it's like, does anybody?
0: That's true. Is any of this actually grounded in any kind of reality? No, no, not what. No, not,
1: not, not a lick of it. They're
0: they're doing an amazing job of still trying to figure out why half of these models came out 20 years ago mm-hmm. and are still in the same relevancy still as the ones still that just writing, hit. Maybe the ones I that just we- hit, like yeah. the Black Talons. Yeah. So i'm gonna say go watch the show if you haven't watched it you have a warhammer plus subscription if you're listening to this because you paid your 12 bucks a year or whatever i forgot how much it is 60 i think 60 it was like oh maybe that's nintendo that gives you 15 bucks a year for the online service no
1: nintendo is also like 60
0: who was it that was so cheap
1: uh i couldn't tell you i think well nintendo at one point was like 20 bucks yeah yeah but it's only 20 bucks if you do like only the online, and you don't get any of the other <sighs> stuff like the like the classic catalog which
0: is what everybody wants anyway
1: yeah so you pay your 60 for the classic catalog that's also included which did you say they just put out harvest moon 64
0: no yeah i'm going to lose some time to that oh yeah baby uh, i almost lost uh, a full day because i forgot that i had earthbound on my switch and i started <laughs> up and started I was playing like, oh, no! And i was like oh i got i got things to I do gotta, i gotta do stuff yeah
1: Anyway, uh, sidetrack number eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Black Towns. Yeah, go Black watch Tons. the show. Yeah. Uh, it's,
0: it's pretty interesting. Here's the characters. Um, They're, they're all kind of cool. They all have a decent amount of character in the show as well. Mm. They're a little stereotypical on who they are. Ooh, spooky, mysterious archer lady. Big, dumb ox guy, whose name is literally Oxenhammer. Like, they fit into tropes a little bit. The but... wizard. <laughs> <laughs> the wizard. The old man mentor sure. to the young, impulsive main character. Yes. Even though they're all immortal, so age is completely meaningless, but... Humans relate to age-based stories, so we kind of have to have that dynamic built in. Yeah, the uh, Lorai is is weird in the show, just a weird alien creature, which yeah. is good because the I should be weird alien creatures. They shouldn't just be like I'm an elf that likes the water. Like just they're li- bizarre.
1: Like a little mind flayer. It's possible. It's it's fine. Oh, can I say that? Can I say mind flayer? Is D and D gonna sue me? Uh, is there, <laughs> is Hasbro after coming after, me? after <laughs> us.
0: Hasbro's coming after me. Don't come after us, Hasbro. We were talking about how we liked the D and D movie yeah. before this. Yeah. 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 Come after anyway. me. Um, uh, hey, and look at this. A thing about Dagbad, um, who I think is an Ironjaw, right? Yes. And yes. He's, he's like, I don't get how Gobsprack works. And you get a nice little story here about how he's... Um, Gobsprack is telling everybody, yeah, Kragnos is running off, and so all the orcs and goblins, everybody wants to follow him to keep going with the fight. Right. And he, he, Gobsprack's like, no, 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 don't do that. And they're like, why? And they're like, because uh, he said not to do that, guys. And then the guy... Basically, he goes, oh, yeah, well, who... T-? And then his vulture bites his head off. So, that's the end of that that's scene. The, that's the end of that scene. Uh, so, yeah, Gobsprack is definitely playing towards his own silly machinations, which, if I know orcs, will inevitably cause terrible amounts of damage to everybody on all sides.
1: Gobsprack's got a little bit of that zinch in him.
0: He does. Little, he does little, ride a giant bird. Oh, uh, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty close. And they're cunning and tricksy, which to yeah. the other orcs is... Might as well be Zeench because <laughs> that's too many it's words. All the same crap. You're two, to us. You're two things? <laughs> you're only one thing. <laughs> we're either naked or we're armored. And yeah. That's it. <laughs> Those are the two flavors. I don't understand
1: this thinking man, Zork Harvey. It's, you mean this poison and thinking and cunningness? You have bows
0: that work? What? We just throw the bow. <laughs> throw the arrow. Yeah, we just hurl the arrow. It does the same amount of damage as the melee weapons, <laughs> so just who cares? Uh, yeah, and now the, the last little bit of the story before the last little bit of the story, <laughs> this thing ends like eight times it, it does end, and multiple times. There's a tiny little thing here, and it talks about um, Ionis and the Draconeth, the, uh, the the Storm Drake Wing army that you can play as. I think they realized that they have a new way to play Stormcast with all the dragons and stuff, and they didn't put it in the story because mm-hmm. it's not anywhere in the story. Right. So I think they were like, "Well, we got to mention that you can do this." So here's a little thing where they go and they save. I think the Astral Templars. That looks like the. Uh, oh, Celestial Warbringers, yeah. Um, and that's cool. And then Astria, she's still doing the same thing she was last time, which is hunting for the Summer King, the legendary figure that could control resurrection. That's totally not the Flesh Eater Quartz at all. Um, and she's getting closer, basically. Which is the other
1: part of book four. Yeah,
0: and here's, <laughs> here's the thing. At some point, <clears throat> I don't know. I like this character, but I don't know if she's dumb. Because she finds a part of her foot squelched. Beneath her feet, someone had patched up a decaying carpet runner with stretched out pieces of flesh. Well, gee. I wonder where that is. I wonder what did that. It's probably not good. Most people that are good in this setting don't use flesh to make carpets. Mm -hmm. You know, I get the sense that mayhaps uh,
1: this reforging thing is probably a bit of an issue. Uh, (laughs) Because if you have no consequences for dying... Yes. It might have like a, a non-acceptable view of mortality. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or maybe you just flat out forgot what flesh eater courts were. Yeah. Because you've died too many times. Yeah, I don't sure. know how many times Astria's died. I, I feel like this character has to have been in a book or something. It's a cool model. Yeah. One. No one ever uses that. They use the Lord Arcanum version of it. But it exists. <clears throat> but it exists. Yeah. And then the book ends by giving us another ending about the two. <laughs> about things that are going
1: to happen in the next book. It's like okay, yeah. it's
0: a preview to the preview. Summarizing. Uh, we do get to see Cole. Corgus yes. Cole. We Cole. haven't seen him in forever. There's a tiny little part where he's like standing, doing dramatic standing. He's, doing dramatic grimacing. Doing, okay, he's like, Rrr. Yeah, he's got to dramatically grimace and look at stuff. Uh, they got to show you the artwork they have that's still there. They put, they're put they going to layer over that artwork over two new pieces of artwork and hope that you don't start looking at yeah. the uh, fidelity of all three art pieces. Cole's, Cole's, got a, Cole's got a snarl. Yeah, Cole's got a snarl. And then, uh, yeah, they they basically the last part is, hey, Marshall Thurians, you know, the, they keep moving. Um, but they now, that part has found things. Uh, Damasaw Wild's paying homage to the Summer King. So... That's all going to tie in. There's going to be a tie-in. We're
1: getting some ties.
0: We It's in the next book. You, we've already released the models, or they're yeah. on pre-order or something.
1: And then a bunch of neat pictures of all the models and what they, what kind of like little, little pieces of, like, oh, this is what they were doing. This is what these things can look like. If yeah. you, too, have lots of money and time and are a good painter.
0: If you're a good painter, you have lots of really cool terrain. Uh, you own a smoke machine or a friend that vapes. <laughs> Um, and you have decent photography skills. Right. Your army can look like this as well. And then if you like, you can also do a Path to Glory. One of these... The good I, ones. I don't know if I can find it. One of these has a hilarious Photoshop error in it. It may be in the last book. I found one where they, somebody whoopsied while they were putting misting out the bases, and one of the edges of the bases just goes into a piece of terrain. Ooh. Because it's like, oh, I guess sometimes they do... That makes sense. You couldn't always get every shot perfectly you yeah. might have to add a person in and post kind of thing I, lord knows i've done it on, on editing yeah but i was like i saw it it was like aha it's like they're so good at it it's kind of fun when you find a little you, tiny when mistake you, when like you find,
1: that yeah when you find errors it's like aha
0: you're human too uh
1: once again good path to glory we said this in the last book uh we like this new direction for path to glory very solid yes, uh, yes. i think we have to i don't, I don't really feel we need to cover it necessarily but uh if you'd like to continue your path to glory or start a new one good book to do it on Yes. And uh, yeah, and then we they give get you the to, battles. They get they get to the battle scrolls. So what we're well, do hold on is,
0: before that, they give you the actual battle plan. Once again, just a nod to them doing the right thing. Oh yeah, they give you the battle plans for the things you just read about. Yes, uh, making that first book even weirder now that it didn't do this necessarily. Right, because once, now can, again
1: once. Once again, makes it feel like that first book was sort of like a,
0: ah, oh, we just got to get something out. Like we we, we got a deadline. We got to launch the series. <laughs> just gonna just go. It. Just put, go. put all the time into the fourth and third book. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll fix it in post. I really um, like the way they painted that magma droth. Yeah, it looks really with cool. the green yeah, and stuff. I could really never really do good. that. Yeah, but that looks really cool. It's like uh, an angry pinata dragon.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah. much like this podcast, and then fixing it in post. We're gonna fix this in post and hit a and hit a break. Hit it
3: are you still bringing gray plastic to the table game after game do you have a big tournament coming up but your army is barely glued together don't worry llama juice painting is here to help Free your minis from their drag gray existence and let Justin bring them to life. Whether you're looking for a single centerpiece to bring your collection together or more battle line options, Llama Juice Painting is your best source for finely painted commission work. Check out some of Justin's work on Facebook.com slash and get your quote today. <laughs>
1: Welcome back. Uh, which I don't know if Zach's going to leave in the the, the the bell sound that hit the lingering the silence. The lingering silence of the bell, as I could just I could hear it still reverberating ever so slowly, like through the microphone coming coming through. And I was like, do I, when do I when
3: do yeah, I come as, in? As
0: we both looked over and tried to see <laughs> if it was being picked up on the monitor how, or not. How much
1: of it was being picked up? Uh, all right, so we're at the back half of the book. We're in the we're in the last third. We're at the part where the battle scrolls are.
0: We're in the book's dunk.
1: Where we are in the book's dunk, and whoo, what a dunk! What
0: a dunk! Yeah, because we got four new ways to play. Yes, that are in here, and uh, and a free little surprise thing with the black talons, where you can ally them in yeah, to yeah, other stuff as well. Because so. a regiment of renown. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a either, little bit of everything it's, in it's here. It's got
1: a it got a little flavor spice. All, all, and it's all kinds of nice. Mm-hmm. But the first one we got with is a Sylvaneth, uh, which is you know you may remember we're kind of important in the last story. Guess who's kind of important? Who they name dropped and brought out a new model for? It's Balthanos. It's
0: Belthanos.
1: Look at this behemoth,
0: Balthanos.
1: Uh, yeah, Balthan. I don't know. Uh, look. W- pronunciation is not one of the things that we're good at on this show. Or uh, Belt Hanos. <laughs> <laughs> Belt Han oos belt hannos Uh Elfanos.
0: <laughs> that's just, perfect that's yeah this is very stupid <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so this uh this war scroll solid i gotta gotta, gotta say solid all the way around um 12 inch move 14 wounds three up save nine bravery uh it's got two different attacks it's got a kernoth glaive which is uh two inch range four attacks it's a variable to hit based on damage table stuff. Three to wound, minus three rend, three damage each. And then the thing that it's riding uh, will strike you with its razor-like mandibles and uh, chitinous legs. Two-inch range, four attacks, fours and threes, minus two rend, and variable damage depending on how much. Yeah, four and, down to yeah, two. Four down to two. Uh, and that hit on the Kronoth Glaive is
0: two to four. Yeah. Um, so pretty meaty combat profile. Yeah, I mean, like, especially with a twelve-inch move, fourteen wounds, and three up save. This thing's just falling across the table. This is a thing
1: that you want, like in combat. You want to you want to take this bad boy and just ram it like a uh, spear point type straight of straight up it your is, opponent's long gun. T- it is one hundred percent a big model to to take and charge in there. Yeah. Uh, additional pieces for this thing. It can fly because it's on a beetle, and that beetle can fly. Uh, it has a nature Aetheric. Uh, which is in your hero phase, you can pick one terrain feature within six inches of this unit and roll a dice, and on a three-up, you pick one scenery rule from the mysterious terrain f- uh, table to apply to that terrain feature for the rest of the battle. If that terrain feature already has a scenery rule from the mysterious terrain table, that rule is replaced by the one that you pick. That terrain feature is also considered by you to be an overgrown terrain feature. That is mildly important.
0: Yes, that's a, if you're playing a traditional Sylvan, if that matters for a bunch of stuff yeah. you're doing. Uh, but I like
1: th- the change, like you can change the mysterious terrain as if you're playing in like a tournament because mysterious like we like when we play we don't
0: bother with mysterious
1: terrain rules because we can never remember them anyway
0: also we're never playing for first place by round three so most of the time it's like look would you do you you care care? does it matter to your army right and now it actually will yeah if you're playing this kind of army you need to be telling people no i need to play with the terrain rules right
1: because i'm gonna get to change them and it's not like a oh you it's three up and then you you get you, and then you have to roll again to see what it becomes. It's mm-hmm. a no, you get to pick. So, if you want something to be like, Oh, I want to have more, like more magic, I can improve the cast, I could improve my bravery if need be, I could make one of them deadly.
0: I was gonna say, if you're near a big enough one and you can make it deadly, that could really screw up your opponent trying to get to a side of this character to attack.
3: Yeah because that's the
0: that's the bane of the 3 up save is a bunch of attacks cuz right. they just needle you to death.
1: Yeah, so you can kind of you, you, you it gives you a nice amount of um control yeah. over the, over the table. Uh which is not something that you see a lot. Uh by the way, in addition to that 3 up save, it also has a 5 up ward, yeah, you know, cuz what's what's better than making something uh redonkulously uh with a good save, a hell of a lot of wounds and then a 5 up ward. That's that's good all around right there. Pretty solid. Uh, in addition, uh, friendly Sylvaneth units, wholly within range of this uh, of its ability for the Kurnothi Warhorn, uh, can attempt to charge even if they ran in the same turn. So Sylvaneth get a run and charge, which I don't think they've ever had access to.
0: I don't know. I know at some points you could attack with a tree lord and then backflip it out of the way half the table. Right. I don't know how that was happening. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah. rules. That ability is uh, 18 inches at no wounds, down to 9 inches at wounds suffered. So, like first turn. It's basically the table. If you've got a <laughs> lot of Sylvaneth, and that's just Sylvaneth units. It's not Karnathi. So, right. like, the bug riders, the fast stuff could be, theoretically, in combat um, first turn if you wanted just to. charge them up the table.
1: Um, and then, finally, you have the unending hunt, which is you can use the command ability at the start of the movement phase, and the unit that receives the command uh, must be a friendly Sylvaneth unit. That unit can retreat and still charge later in the turn. Important. Which is nice for the back half of a game that you may be playing. Now, you can just you know, take this wonderful Belthanos character and slap it into your regular Sylvaneth army, but But what if I want
0: to play a very specific army? Well based on then perhaps character?
1: you would like to play the Evergreen Hunt.
0: Oh, we should say Belthanos is 360
3: points. 360 well.
1: points, yeah. Which is actually not not bad. No. That's solid. It's, it's kinda, kinda
0: where I wish the other big model in here had landed. Yeah. Point wise. Yeah.
1: Um, so for an Evergreen hunt, here are the things that you're allowed to take in it, because this is how these these specialized armies are starting to work now. Uh, first off, they've got to be Sylvaneth and the either, yeah, i <laughs> and they either need to be arch revenant, Colonel hunters, revenant seekers or spite lancers uh keyword and yes. all your uh and then uh yeah and all units in your army gain the evergreen hunt keyword
0: so those are if you're looking visually that's not going to include dryads and those kind of things it's going to include the the ones that look kind of half elven, half dead half tree yeah <laughs> half tree half ghost people like that um and the people that are riding the uh the bugs the lancers—that's what they are—and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the Arch Revenant, I think that's the guy. Yeah, that's the guy with the spear and the shield and the big bug on his back. Yeah. So he's like the little leader. So. And you might
1: be thinking, well, that didn't inc- that didn't say anything about, uh, you know, um, named units or anything like that, which a lot of them do. And that's because Belthenos is, uh, is included in this because it also has the. Uh, Kernoth Hunter's keyword. Yes. Yeah. And so there's no rule about not bringing named characters in this thing. Because Boy, this that would is, be hilarious. That <laughs> it would be, but I was half expecting it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, the way this sort of works is that uh, friendly evergreen units that do not have the hero keyword get the, battle, uh, get the battle line battlefield role, so that way you don't have to worry about any of the rest of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Right? Essentially, this is GW saying, hey, this army is legal. Yep. Bingo. Um,
1: so... You get the rhythm of the chase. After deployment, before the players have determined who will take the first turn, you can pick one enemy unit on the battlefield to be the quarry. If the quarry is destroyed, at the start of your next hero phase, you can pick one enemy unit on the battlefield to be the new quarry. You say, well, that's a weird thing. Why am I getting that? Well, uh, here's, what you, here's what's going to happen for you. At the start of each battle round, after the priority roll has been made, each player commanding an evergreen hunt army must, de- uh, must determine their hunting harmony for that battle round. Starting with the player taking the first turn, a Hunting Harmony is made up of a number of chords. You start with zero chords, and you receive one chord for each of the following things. If Belthanos is on the battlefield, congratulations, you get one. Yay. Uh, for each friendly evergreen hunt unit, wholly within the same large quor- quarter of the battlefield as the quarry. Yes. Okay? So divide the board into four quarters. Four quarters for your quarry of your quartering. Indeed. Yes. And then for each quarry destroyed during the battle, so you get another one. So you can get a bunch of these things. Um, You add up the number of chords that you have achieved, and then you get to look at this wonderful hunting harmony table. And they are all cumulative, Mm -hmm. and then you get to pick. uh, And well, actually, sorry, they're cumulative. So then you would get them kind of similar to how a wall works.
0: I was going to say this is uh, this is big song. Yeah, it it, it is a big song song army. It's a big song (laughs) army.
1: So zero discordant, you get nothing, which is hilarious because. You get nothing until the start of your hero phase, and then because Belthenos is on the table, you get one. Yeah, because <laughs> why
0: would you probably do this without Belthenos? I can't I mean, I think guess of a reason. It would work, but like it seems more fun to have him in there anyway. Yeah. You know? And you got to get that monster rampage, because you can't take uh, tree lords. So Correct. you don't have access to a monster, I believe. Yeah. Um, so th- the first one, for
1: one, uh, is you get a simple cord. You add one to run rolls and charge rolls for friendly units, wholly within the same large quarter of the battlefield as the quarry cool neat all right yeah uh at two you get tuneful and you get to add one to hit rolls and wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons that target an enemy unit wholly within the same large quarter of the battlefield as the quarry that's important because
0: if you have boxed them in their you
1: whole know, army oh are you getting plus ones to everything there maybe yep. uh at three to five it's melodic and you get to add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly units uh while they're within three inches of the quarry that's Nasty. Your kerdoff
0: you, great swords are doing a lot more work. So
1: much damage is coming out of those things. Um, and then at six plus, it's mellifluous.
0: Melifius, Melifluous? Melifluous? Well, I was in band for a lot of my life, and I don't and know what to I've never that heard word that word before in life. <laughs> I uh, was mostly discordant, personally. <laughs> uh,
1: while a friendly unit is wholly within the same large quarter of the battlefield as the quarry, it is eligible to fight in the combat phase if it is within six inches of the quarry instead of within three inches, and it can move an extra three inches when it piles in. So, you just get closer. Yeah. Um, this is an army that you do not want to get boxed in by. If you are boxed in, you are probably in trouble.
0: this yeah, because they're gonna just continuously hammer you. I guess if you get boxed in and they kill the quarry, you do kind of get uh, like if they kill the quarry first, this is important, I think. Um, I don't think half of this stuff would apply. because mm. if the quarry's dead and you haven't nominated a new one yet, there is no quarry on the table. Right. Yes, so you have to wait, yeah, so you have to wait until you're <laughs> next. So you have to plan your attacks to not immediately kill the target. And then you lose your bonuses to stuff, because your bonuses are applying to other, like, enemy units in the quarter. Right. So you might want to, like, so those bonuses, soften everyone else up. Yeah,
1: so those bonuses might not take effect until your next go-around, because the quarry's dead. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, in addition, you also get abundant growth. So after territories are determined, before faction terrain pieces are set up, you get to pick three terrain features on the battlefield, and they, they are all overgrown. The reason this is also important is because at the start of your hero phase, you can heal one wound allocated to each friendly evergreen hunt unit that is wholly within nine inches of an overgrown terrain feature. Wholly within
0: nine inches of a terrain feature. Yeah. So that's going to be half the table. Yeah.
1: Pretty much. If you're picking the right, like, overgrown terrain features. Yeah. Yeah. It's just any of those overgrowns that you've gotten. Pick you're that
0: just... big thing in the center. Whatever map you're playing, pick the big pick thing the big in the thing center. the big thing
1: in the center. As long as you're within nine, you're going to heal one, one damage to everything in your army.
0: Yes. <laughs> Which is good because uh, you lose a little bit of the spellcasting um, healing and stuff that Sylvaneth can put out in Resurrection or yeah. Regeneration. I don't really or
1: know. The summoning new units and type, that right. type of stuff. So you're going to need that type of thing.
0: Um, you get, a, you get a,
1: a fancy heroic action. Yes, just for, just for you, which is a prize quarry. Is cited. You pick one friendly evergreen hunt hero and one enemy unit within nine inches of that hero, and that enemy unit becomes the quarry instead of the enemy unit that was picked to be the quarry. Uh-huh. So you can pick something and go. Well, I'm not close enough to that thing. How about this guy? I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll take this guy instead because he's in the same qu- he's in the same quadrant as me or quarter as me, and I'll just have all and now all those bonuses. are active for you
0: i want i want to fight this particular thing yeah um and it's just an enemy unit you don't have to pick a hero which is kind of weird because like you you initially i think hearing this think like oh this is to go after a hero because it's a quarry it's a single thing i just pick a unit Just pick a unit you know yeah just your hero
1: needs to be close to it
0: yeah you got a pile of squigs near you that's the quarry today (laughs) that's sure (laughs) we gotta kill that thing these skeletons not those skeletons over there no, yeah. no, these skeletons. These skeletons bring, here. Maybe those skeletons next turn. Yeah, not these. No, soon, these, these skeletons are the soon, ones we want. Soon, those
1: skeletons. But right now, these yeah. these these skeletons are the skeletons that must die. Uh, the monster rampage that you get is merciful strike. If the quarry has any wounds allocated to it and is within three inches of this unit, you roll the dice and you add the number of wounds allocated to the quarry, uh, allocated to the quarry to the roll. And if the result is greater than the quarry's wounds characteristic, one model in that unit is slain.
0: So which could
1: absolutely murk some uh pretty big heroes.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have a 12 uh, if you have, have to it couldn't be 12 because then you couldn't roll over the greater the wounds characteristic with a 6. But if you had something that had like, I don't know, 10 wounds on it and it already had six wounds, hey, on a four up, that thing just died. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. That's that's gnarly.
0: But <laughs> if you it is restricted by I'm pretty sure, and once again, might be wrong, that the only monster you can get in this is Belthenos. In fact, they even have a little picture of his thing there. Yeah. So I think this is kind of saying, like, he can do that. It is his monstrous action to take
1: if he would like to.
0: Which, looking at his attack characteristics, he's probably going to blend whatever he hits anyway that's smaller than, like, a great unclean one or something. Mm -hmm. But you hit that great unclean one last turn and you didn't, you know, entirely get it. Maybe this is a chance to take it out before it regenerates. Yep. Um, because it's you know going off in the charge phase, so you're like, maybe I kill this and then use my attacks on something else. It's neat.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, your command trait is a sapwood leader,
1: so when you use the abundant growth battle trait to heal this general, you can heal it to D three instead of one. So that's nice. good
0: because anybody that's playing this, you know, Belthnos is going to be target number one. Oh from yeah, everything else in the opponent's shoot army shoot the
1: crap out of that thing. Um. Your Artifact of Power is a Heartwood Hunting Horn, once per battle at the start of any battle round. The Bearer can say they will blow their Heartwood Hunting Horn, and if they do so, you receive an additional Hunting Harmony Chord for that battle round. So, you just get to add one briefly. Uh, And then grand strategy is the grand hunt when the battle ends. You complete this grand strategy if you have destroyed four or more quarries. So kill stuff. That's not a bad grand strategy, honestly.
0: No, um, the only challenge I would think of is if you get to, like, the third one and you've done so much damage to everything that you don't have, like, a good target that you can get anywhere near. Yeah. Because your opponent is like, well, I'm going to run one guy just all the way away oh, from you.
3: Just
1: run away from stuff. But
0: that's why you have the heroic action, to where you can go, okay, well, you know what? I was just kidding. It was this guy. It's this guy. Instead. Surprise! <laughs> Steve from <suck> accounting? <laughs> <laughs> you thought I wanted your boss. I didn't. No, I wanted you the whole
1: time. Uh Battle tactics. Uh, you got three of them. You got trophy kill. You complete this battle tactic. If the quarry was destroyed by an attack made with a melee weapon this turn, you're going to be doing that anyway. All right, so probably. Yeah. Neat. Uh encircled you complete this tactic if at the end of this turn all friendly units are in the same large quarter of the battlefield as the quarry not terrible
0: doable i think doable as long as you're not trying to play the game yeah it's a little bit (laughs) because you will have to dedicate your whole army to being in one quarter yeah
1: it so i can see how it might work with like certain uh against i guess some armies especially if they're like ones that like want to get up in your face i'm thinking Mm -hmm. uh particularly like one drop bounders or something like that yeah. where they're going to be in your quarter. So you pick one of those things that's going to be all up, already up on you, and you go, okay, well, you're in the quarter
0: as me because you have to be, so I did it. Yeah, you could actually 100% lure in an alpha strike. Yeah. You could pick a quarry in the beginning that doesn't matter, and as soon as they bring a guy into your quarter, if you've deployed and the map will allow you to deploy your whole army in the quarter, yeah, you just use the, the, well, the her- heroic action. But it's within nine inches. I see what Yeah, so you couldn't do it that we way. We were trying to get too clever. Yeah, we were trying to get a little bit too clever, close to the sun. Yeah,
1: but st- I think it's it's not it's not as easy, but it's still doable. It's possible. Yeah. yeah,
0: and depending on your amount of units, um, that might be easy to do on turn four or five when you have like three units left and they're yeah. all fast because right. you can just run them all up on somebody.
1: And then finally, at Spring the Trap, you complete this tactic if four or more friendly units made a charge move in this turn and one or more of those units made an attack with a melee weapon that targeted the quarry in this turn.
0: Important so to say, it doesn't have to hit them at all.
1: Doesn't have to. Just, just has to make tra- the attack. Just has to make the attack. So i got to say, not, I really like that. That, I is think a, that's... that is a solid, solid go-around for an interesting and different kind of... Uh, sylvaneth army yeah i it, would 100 percent play that
0: i it sounds fun like it sounds if i had any urge in playing sylvaneth which is it's one of the ones that i
1: just i don't that thankfully. that urge is so strong in me oh well
0: <laughs> um it, it's uh I, i'm thankful that i have built so many of them and painted so many in my life that at this point I, it's like i don't want to play them mm. it's like carriage and overlords I, i'm done i've seen the whole line i've done the whole thing i got thing. it um I think this is really cool. I, I don't know about. Well, it's not like anybody is coming to us for tournament awareness. No, not at all. But I feel like this in in tournaments could be very good if your opponent has something that just doesn't work. And I always think one of the, the litmus test of weird armies is Gargans, because mm-hmm. Gargans will beat you if you're not ready. And but if you are ready, sometimes they have the hardest silver bullet syndrome, where it's like, congratulations. You're going to be in three piles of Skaven Clan Rats this entire fight. You can't get around them, yeah. and I'm just going to stand here and get objectives. So, like, this versus the four Gargant list, you know, the, the, just the four big guys, that can be pretty challenging for the Gargant player because you're just going to murder one and then pick the next one and then and just start murdering that do one too. that. And if you do it fast enough, they don't even have enough turns to score. Yeah. Because you could absolutely, with a whole army and with Beltanos burn through those 35 wounds Relatively fast. And you're not super worried about the hit back because you've got really durable things that also heal. Yeah. I mean Beltanos by himself is
1: super durable. He'll that, probably that can yeah. heal.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like I think this might it ha- might have some tournament play uh if you just get really lucky with the matchup. But once again, if you're if, if your opponent's army doesn't care what they lose, this yeah. could be challenging.
1: I, I could see this definitely at least working if you're not like I mean, I don't know if like a top tournament play necessarily, but like I can see this being, like, a nice middle pack type of thing. Yeah. And it's weird and interesting enough. And, like, the Silver Death book, well, we ne- we we, I mean, we never did a review of it. I'm because, not even sure if I own it. Yeah, because it happened, and it was, like, immediately forgotten yeah. when, it, when it got done. Because it
0: sort of just fell out of GW. <laughs> it was yeah. one of those ones where they were like, hey, guess what? This weekend is a bunch of pre-orders. Also, Silver Death book. Okay, bye, guys. Yeah, and, I, like- and, they were, and they just dipped out. And so this might be, like... For
1: the Sylvaneth players, this is kind of their. It, it, maybe this is an option for you, especially yeah. with a with a new fancy model. And it's like, okay, well, we'll give you something that's cool and interesting. I mean, everybody likes Kurnoth hunters because
0: why wouldn't you? They're freaking awesome. They're the coolest looking models yeah. I think in the range.
1: Right, and then you get uh, this nice new centerpiece that you get to roll out with it and rock and roll. Yeah, Friggin', yeah, it's. I'm I I kind of want to build because I'm having a chance to like actually like point out an army on what it looks like. Um, but it would be interesting to point that whole thing out and see how many models you can actually get into it. Um see if you can just have enough stuff. Because the Kurnoff Hunters also have, they have multiple builds, don't they? They have Cause they three have, options. Yeah, because they have swords, glaives, and bows. Yes.
0: And hilariously, each edition of Age of Sigmar has made one good and the other two average. Right. And it's always, so it's a rotating thing. It's a, ro- a Whatever rotating you've thing. Got, so it used to, be, it wait, used to be bows, and then it was, was bows originally, because there wasn't a lot of range in yeah. the game. And so bows would just, mur- it were D3 damage at like 20 inches with Rin 1, which back then was terrifying. It was terrifying, was terrifying. yeah. Uh, and then I think it turned around to like, scythes were good the next time and i yep. think swords are the good ones now but honestly i think it's kind of just play with whatever i think the general consensus right now is the bows are middling mm-hmm. because the other two are so much better right. uses of them and like in an army like this the bows yeah you're not gonna really care maybe one unit just to to help the spy rider lancers are the
1: are the bug flying yes. ones those are
0: the, the the newer models as well
1: yeah they're relatively yeah, those, yeah. those things were solid if i remember correctly. Yeah, like they yeah. were like a, they were actually like a decent cavalry
0: unit they're pretty good I, if i remember correctly they are they're a little glass cannony. Yeah. um but remember i used to play nerveland stormcast so I, when something has a 5 up i'm like oh god it's oh going to no, die, die immediately <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: um but i think you're in this kind of army you're not necessarily worried about them staying around because if you can hit hard enough you're going to kill before you take too much of a hit yeah. back yeah
1: you're fine losing some stuff because really you're. I mean, I, it plays like a walk, right? Yeah. It's not about sticking around. It's about out. It's about out damaging your opponent.
0: And I think yeah, you you have a couple. I mean, honestly, all, the bug, the box that the guy comes in, mm-hmm. uh, comes with some Kernoth, and it comes with some of the the Spite Rider guys on the bugs. So like, it's a good starting point for yeah. the kind of army that you'll probably end up having, which is a lot of Kernoth Spite Rider guys, maybe one or two of the heroes um, that are the the bug elf hero guy from the I, mm. they said his name and I've completely forgotten their name because I assume that nah. uh, Arch Revenant yeah okay because he boosts Kurnoth so mm, you would want to have mm, one of those guys mm, around mm, too mm, mm, I think it would be a really cool looking army too yeah. as well like visually very neat Damn, Ang- so, I'm so close I'm so I'm like, I'm like <laughs> well why, let me try to bring it
1: there for you I'm, I'm uh, right on the cusp of being like oh that would be really fun uh, to do are you going to
0: make me Sylvanus. <laughs> oh I'm going to Sylvanus so hard <laughs> oh, god. oh god I'm going to Evergreen so hard <laughs> um, oh I bloomed oh uh, <laughs> gross yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we thought nurgle was bad about the table <laughs> no. yeah so. i i think this is cool solid i would say b plus 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 in terms of probably being competitive and fun to play yeah.
1: it almost it almost tilts into an a minus for me yeah
0: you know what's really funny if you're playing against beast of chaos and uh they don't deploy anybody in the first turn Oh, you can't actually pick anything. Yeah, you can't actually pick anything. And the rule says uh, if the quarry is destroyed at the start of your next hero phase, you can pick a new one. So you don't get to name a quarry. If they're all outside of nine inches of you in the first turn, you can't use the heroic action to make a quarry. Mm-hmm. So Beast of Chaos accidentally shuts down this army's whole thing. Yeah, to start with, yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's a really rough first turn for like it a is. Beast of Chaos. That's like the worst. As Beast of Chaos player just crosses his arms and goes, all right. <laughs> I'm not putting anything on the table, I'm not deploying crap. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a smart way, like, if you're a Stormcast player or you have some way to deep strike stuff, maybe you now have to make that choice of going, okay, do I really want to put this character on the table and mm-hmm. have them be marked as a Corey, or do I want to wait and try to get one good turn of them fighting before they get smashed? Yeah. No. Yeah. Speaking of... Spe- speak Stormcast. Stormcast. man. Ionis Cryptborn. Here he comes, he, uh, oh Lord, he a coming, oh Lord, he coming, so uh, let's go ahead and get this out of the way He's four hundred points, hey, <laughs> he's a beefy boy, <sighs> yeah, he really needs to, we'll we'll get to it, he should be a little cheaper, um I think personally, uh, he is on a big old dragon guy now, finally mm-hmm. he's oh, his move is fourteen down to eight, so that's. In a Stormcast army, that's like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) So fast. Normally, it's just dogs and birds that are moving around that fast. Um, Yeah, we have fast units, but nobody really uses them that much. Unless you're doing all dragons, I guess. Uh, Which, guess what? I don't really play all dragons, so I don't use them. Um, 16 wounds, 3 up save, 9 bravery. He's a chunky Stormcast boy. Yeah, he is. He's uh, got the Spirit Scouring Scouring Flames. Mm -hmm. This book is challenging to read words in sometimes. Uh, so this is a 12-inch range, nine attacks. A, bu- a bucket load. Just a bucket. Nine <laughs> attacks, threes to hit, three to wound, mi- minus two rend, one damage. We'll come back in a second because it's not that's not all. Um, then his melee weapons. you got the Soulbreaker, which is his uh, mace, which is definitely a lot cooler looking than his old hammer. Four mm-hmm. attacks, threes and threes, rend, one, damage, two. Solid. Ancient Claws, uh, two-inch range. You've got five down to two attacks, threes and threes, rend, two, damage, two. Okay, it's, it's adding up. And then the Time Worn Fangs. Two attacks at a three-inch range. His mouth goes farther than his head. Whatever. Um, threes to hit, threes to wound. Rend three down to one, or up to one, depending on how you interpret math. Uh, three damage. Yikes. He's got a lot that's, of chances that's... for me to roll two fours in the beginning of that. Thing yeah. And, just go, and be like, gosh dang it. Or two twos. Like, it, it feels like, man, the, all those threes and threes. Now, you're going to give him uh, something. Uh, yeah, you're going to give him a lot of attack. If you give him all attack and you give him best damn day, you've got, you know, twos and twos, two's going and two's across. Stuff. Yeah. Hopefully you guarantee some hits there. But he's actually not as much of a damage beat stick as you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of got some cool utility. So, uh, he can fly because... Because he's a dragon. He's on a dragon. Um, even though the dragon is crawling and kind of prowling. I do like that, that this dragon model looks much more like it's kind of creeping down to attack somebody. Like, it's not big and grand with its wings unfurled like aha i'm a dragon this one's like no this is just going in to kill something so uh spirit scouring flames each time a wound caused by an attack made with these flames is allocated to an enemy unit that unit is soul burned it's got a dot (laughs) um at the end of each hero phase roll a dice for each soul burned unit if the roll is equal to or less than the number of the current battle round the unit suffers d3 mortal wounds so if you can just fling that fire out on a bunch of stuff you got a chance of just having people slowly dying all over the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it is much like Nurgle that when you use something that would allow it to heal, instead of healing a wound, you can uh, no longer be no longer soul burned. However, important to uh, talk about <clears throat> when a player uses an ability that allows them to heal any wounds that have been allocated to a unit, instead of healing any wounds allocated, the unit is no longer soul burned. So, if you did something that would heal, let's say, three wounds, it doesn't You don't doesn't three heal three wounds. You, you just don't heal, heal anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like the Nurgle one where you can use like a point to remove it. And right. It's a little it's, confusing. You're on fire or you're not on fire.
1: Yeah. Which I actually really like as like a, it's a, it's a utility thing to actually turn off healing.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, as having, being a Nurgle guy. Yeah. It makes your opponent have to make the choice. Because, yeah, they could remove the disease point and not heal, or they could heal and really hope that you don't ramp up that disease point and roll five, five ups at mm-hmm. the end of the turn mm-hmm. and just kill that unit entirely. Right. So kind of a fun thing. Um, hey, guess what? His dragon's spooky. <laughs> yeah, it is. So enemy units cannot receive the rally and inspiring presence commands when they're within 12 inches of this unit. I'm going to start calling that the Charybdis ability, because, spoiler alert, that's what a Charybdis does now. That's fucking neat. So uh, he also has Scry Intent. Subtract 1 from attack characteristics of melee weapons that target this unit to a minimum of 1. Having played with uh, Karazai in that last tournament, that was so much fun. Because when you have that guy that's like, yeah, I've got 3 attacks that you know, rend 4, damage 4, and I'm like, you, you have 2, two attacks. attacks. <laughs> yeah. Now it's a lot more dicey to yeah. hit you with that big, heavy attack. But that's not all. No, it's not. He so keeps going. He's a priest, and he's, he's now like the arch Relictor. Um So, in your hero phase, he can chant 2 prayers instead two. of 1. That's solid because you can't unpray a prayer, yep, like those prayers just, either work or they don't that's just on you if it happens. Um, you can say how when it starts your hero phase, you can say how many he can chant if you say one, it 's automatically answered it's a chanting roll of six, and you can't do anything else like that's like i'm going to do this uh translocation <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they just they might as well have just written you're going to use this guy to teleport a unit for free, maybe him uh, if you say two, you make the chanting rolls for both as normal. Um, but that's not all because at the start of the enemy hero phase, you can pick an endless spell or invocation within 12 inches of this unit and roll a dice. doesn't say enemy controlled or anything, just any of them. So if you borked your own entrance with a comet or something, he can get rid of it. On a two up, it's dispelled or the invocation is banished. On a two up. Yeah. This dude does not believe in your God's bullshit. And he's just like, nah. <laughs> Those purple suns? Nah. <laughs> so yeah, just bag it out of here.
1: No, you got Emerald, you got Emerald Life Swarm? No, you don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's this wall doing? It's leaving is what it's doing. <laughs> it's you got fun. that magma droth and you got that thing that says you have to have an invocation alive at the end of the turn. No, you don't. To get your uh, grand strategy. No, you don't. Uh, so I'm a little sad that he lost his automatic plus one to prayers because that was one of the But re- this is so much better. This is so much cooler. So much better. Yeah. Like the only reason I'm sad for the plus one is because I wanted to be able to do several different bullshit prayers <laughs> in the same turn. I'm like, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um, and then he has Lightning Tempest. Yeah, I was like, but that's not all. <laughs> but that's not all. He has his own prayer on the War Scroll. So the Stormcast Prayers, you already have good ones that are the, just in the general prayer lore. Mm-hmm. Then in the Stormcast Prayers, you have the good ones, like Translocation and stuff like that. Mostly that one. And now you have Lightning Tempest. It is a prayer with an answer value of 3 and a range of 18. When it's answered, you pick an enemy unit within range. The unit is struck by lightning and takes D3 mortal wounds. Then, roll a dice. Guess what, Josh? (laughs) It's one of those. I hate these things. On a three-up, pick another enemy unit within three inches. It's also struck by lightning and suffers D3 mortal wounds. Keep rolling dice this way until the Tempest clears, um, and there's no other enemy units within three inches to be struck by lightning. A you unit know, cannot be affected by this prayer more than once. I'm glad they specified that. Yeah. So you can't just continuously yeah. chain the same can't lightning cha- bolt. You can't
1: chain the lightning all the way around, but it is, it is literally chain lightning. So
0: it absolutely is. Yeah. And when your opponent's army has you know, moved up to bubble in, if you're fighting one of the things like that, like, oh, God, Cities of Sigmar is going to get wrecked by this. Um, you bundle up into that nice little cast light formation. Cool. Everybody's going to take <laughs> some damage. Yeah. It, oh, I mean, it is a three up to do more, but like... Statistically, you should get that at least once for the prayer. So you're doing two d three.
1: I mean, you could be getting that like a, an infinite number—not no, I mean, well, an infinite number of times—but you could be just be getting that until you run out of dudes to hit. Yeah. Um, and it's again, it's it's a prayer. It's not like they can tell you. The only thing stopping you is you.
0: The only thing. <laughs> st- that's why I'm like, oh, well, I probably would mess that. Yeah. That's why I wanted the plus one. <laughs> or just
1: but yeah it's it's really good it's a it's a really good and again if you if you're if you want it to happen especially like late in the game and this guy's still around you can just choose this prayer to just yeah. happen
0: you can just pick a guy and just go pick a guy three
1: d3. d3 oh and then let me chain and then start the rolling to see if the chaining begins yeah. so you can you could just get this guy takes t3 damage more like d3 mortal wounds and that's your that's your prayer, that could which be, is
0: that could be really, fine if yeah. you've got nothing else to really do. Yeah, you don't need to chef's kiss here. Yeah, you I don't need to this. translocate anyone. You don't need to heal anybody. Yeah. You're pretty much set. Hey,
1: that war chanter that you've been that's over that's over there,
0: uh, D three. <laughs> yeah, just try to kill. I mean, honestly, yeah, late game, take out a backline wizard. Between that and his uh, somewhat short range, but still twelve inches flamethrower, you could. You could do some damage to some stuff. You can really really hurt some things. Nothing that I've said about him um, is bad. It's just 400 points.
1: The points is where it it hurts a little bit.
0: Yeah, this is a weird thing. When you look at Stormcast, and you look at the Star Drake being 400 points, Mm -hmm. and you go, "Ah, God, that's actually kind of a choice. Because the Star Drake can do a lot of stuff and still be big and tough and and possibly just eat models, which Mm -hmm. is a good utility removal for stuff, like banners and things. So it's like, you start kind of having to make the choice when you're putting him in just a Stormcast army. Right. I think he's good, but I think he's a little overcosted for it. Yeah. But luckily... What about in this Dra- Draconith Skywing uh, mm-hmm. army that
1: you, can cho- that you can choose to play as?
0: Can I, can I, I'm going to lodge a small complaint. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> uh, the cool artwork on page 83, well, artwork, the model shots, um, where they have Ionis and everything. The people up in the back behind him are painted like the anvils of Heldenhammer uh, with the uh, the black... And the gold trim and stuff like that. And the people in the front are just the boring old hammers of Sigmar gold guys. So I, I wanted to see some Annihilators painted up like the Anvils. That's my... Thanks for tuning in. That's my 15-second gripe that no one gives a shit about. I, I don't I don't think I've ever had a moment where I've gone, Wait,
1: are we complaining about the paint that has been done on some models? No, you don't <laughs> understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was so excited to see that they were giving him the cool the paint job uh, that my uh-huh. entire army has painted in. Yeah, no, go, get and on your the soapbox, Zach. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Tell me about the Skywing. My, my soapbox is my pile of unpainted Stormcasts <laughs> that I stand on. So, you got the Draconis Skywing now. Hey, do you like the All-Dragon Army from a couple of years ago that got nerfed into Oblivion before it came out because people got really upset? For some reason, uh-huh. that it was good, and it was pretty good. And you know how many times you've seen all dragon armies take top tables since then? Zero, like, like once ever. Yeah. I think they're just not they're not as onerous as they used to be, and they're not as great. Um, and this is another way to be in that exact same level, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, what this one does, um, you have to pick stormcast. Obviously, every unit must be stormcast and a Draconith keyword. So, what that is is it's the guys riding the dragons. It's our buddy Ionis here, and it's Karazai and Krondus. It's not the guys riding the dragons on the ground because those are Drakoth. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between Draconoth and Drakonith. Um, one of them gets you kicked out of Thanksgiving. So you have to bring essentially four types of units, <laughs> 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 and one of them is a $175 model that you probably built one way mm-hmm. and then didn't build the other way. So, like... Do you ha- I, this is almost like, do you have a dragon army already? And are you sad that now it doesn't work very well? Here's a fun thing to try. So, what you get in this is uh, Friendly, Krondys, Karazai, and Stormdrake units that have two models have the battle line battlefield role. Well, that's kind of cool. If you want to play, what I say earlier, Bad Gargons, yeah. <laughs> you can play Bad Gargons and have two big dragons, Ionis, and uh, a weird amount of points left over. Um, Draconius Guardians. So if a friendly Ionis Cryptborn is within 3 inches of any friendly Storm Drake Guard units before you allocate a wound to him, you can allocate um, you can roll a dice on a 4 up the wound is allocated to one of the friendly units instead of Ionis Cryptborn. Yeah, so that's pretty good. He's got a, he's got guys that will take damage for him, which is important because if you notice who doesn't have a 5 up ward yeah, it's, or even a 6 up ward. Ionus does not have one. Stormcast it's it's Sigmar's one of his most favored champions doesn't have a ward, but some of his lesser favored champions <laughs> have wards. I don't know. Seems that, like an oversight. That's the part where I'm like, if he had had a five-up ward, 400 points makes a lot of sense, because yeah. then he's very durable. But right now, oh, Kragnos could take him off the table by accident, mm-hmm. and that's that's dangerous <laughs> when he's the center. Um, so that's a nice way to protect him. You've also got Exemplars <laughs> exemplars of Fury. At the start of the combat phase, if there are two or more friendly Draconess Skywing units within six inches of a friendly hero, add one to the attack's characteristics of melee weapons used by that hero's mount until the end of the phase. Okay, but logistically, hold on now. I only have like four units in this army, so now I'm keeping a bodyguard by Ionis. Okay, I guess I will keep another unit by him to boost him, but now most of my army is in one spot. Yeah, it's a cool Death Star, but like you're not going to hold objectives, right? <clears throat> and then Storm Drake champions for each Dracona Skywing hero you include, you can include a Storm Drake guard that has one model. That has the battle line battlefield roll. Oh, it cannot have the battle line battlefield roll. So, that is literally they sell them in two packs. So, if you've made the commander a hero, you can bring the other one. That's Mm -hmm. that rules in the other stuff as well. But you get some. uh, You get a heroic action. Thunderous roars. Pick a friendly Draconis Skywing hero and roll a dice on a two up until the end of that turn. Enemy units within three inches of that hero cannot receive the inspiring presence command. Okay, not bad. That's all right. Yeah. It's 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 a solid whelm. <laughs> I'm whelmed. Uh, and then you have two different monstrous rampages you can pick from, which makes sense because a lot of your army is monsters. Um, all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, I think it's all of them. What? Well, yeah, yeah. So you have. Um, Uh, let's see carry out one man phase below stun pick an enemy unit within three inches and roll a dice on a three up subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by that unit in the following combat phase that's pretty solid that's good because hating wound is a good way to demoralize people Mm -hmm. because it uh because that three up becomes a four up and it's hard to get a plus to wound yes especially not on if you're heroes you got that thing you can do with the best damn day but otherwise it's rare yeah it's rare and then impact trimmers um, pick an enemy unit within three inches of the unit and roll a dice on a three up. In the following combat phase, models in that unit can only move one inches when they make a pile in instead of three. I've I've used the sloppity Bob hopper against you. How <laughs> frustrating is it to not be able to pile in your unit? Uh, it's really
1: difficult, especially, especially when you have a bunch of things that swing <coughs> that are one inch and they cannot swing.
0: And you have big targets where you want to wrap everything around them and hit them right. with a million attacks.
1: And you know you've got. You know your stuff. Some of your stuff can is like a three inch range, so mm-hmm. you can hit and not be hit.
0: Yeah, and also if you're looking at Ionis, you or the other two big dragons, they're all minus one to melee attacks. So you're minus one to melee. Um, theoretically, the same unit could be minus one to melee. Subtract one from wound rolls, and also can only pile in an inch. Like you can really shut down one unit. Yeah, you have to dedicate eighteen hundred points of your army, <laughs> but you can shut down you one make,
1: unit. You that thing does nothing.
0: Take that, Ungors. <laughs> which is what your opponent screens you with because they're (laughs) like, I'm not going to get in range of that. Uh, And then you get the stuff you have to take because you don't have options anymore. Right. So command trait, um, favor the bold. After the general has fought for the first time, if there are no enemy units within three inches, roll a die on a two-up. They can make a D6 move and can finish within three inches of an enemy unit. That's good because you want to be able to cover a lot of table with this or get onto an objective or something like that.
1: Or, yeah, kill something and then harry the next thing.
0: Yeah. Start moving towards the next thing so that you're within range to do stuff. Yeah. Um, like your prayers, so your spell lore, Draconic Skywing Wizard only, aka uh, Karandis. Um, Regal Authority is a spell that has a casting value of seven and a range of eighteen. Pick a friendly Draconith unit wholly within range until the start of your hero phase. Each time that unit issues a command roll a dice on a five up, the command point is not spent. That's fine. It doesn't. I don't know that that's going to be super important. But, like, I guess it's nice yeah. if you want to do that. But, like, it seems like a waste of a spell lore.
3: Mm-hmm. Because
0: you could do, I don't know, I feel like uh, Mystic Shield is actually kind of a better choice for the way Stormcast play. Like, yeah. oh, good, I have the chance on a 5-up to not spend the command point. But what if I cast the spell? A, the spell has to go off. B, you then have to use the command point And C, you have to then roll the 5-up to have it not. That's a lot of things. Yeah. I, I'll just take a you know. Also, sorry, I miracle. just want
1: to go back to this command strut real quick because I, I I think I just realized that it can finish that move within three inches of any enemy. Yeah. Units. Doesn't have to. Yeah. So you can actually kill something and then back on out of there. Yeah. Was, that's really that's much handier than I was even thinking. I was like, oh, that's actually really good because now you can either get closer or you can get further away. Yeah. Uh, you have the op- the option is sort of available to
0: you. That's your your opponent. Doesn't think right, and they the the Ard boys you're fighting. They pull from the front, so the art boys are out of range. Cool, now you're within three inches. Run away from those brutes that were climbing up the yeah, side yeah, yeah. to clobber you to death. Yeah, you could. I think it's it's good tactics. Yeah. Um, you got some battle wing tactics. Yes, you do. Or, speak battle wing battle tactics for sky wing maneuvers. Uh, so these actually we should go to the artifact because that makes more sense. Artifact, and then, they, and then you know what? They should organize this a little. It's it's, weird...
1: it's organized weirdly. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, so the artifact of power you're going to wear is the Celestium Ensign. Once per battle at the start of any phase, you can say that you will raise their Celestium Ensign. If you do so, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to each friendly within wholly within nine of the bearer. That's pretty good, but also, like, boy, make sure you've measured that nine up because Mm. these guys are big and their wings stick out all over and some of them won't physically fit wholly within nine of the other ones. Yeah,
1: it would be better if it was just within nine. Or just the whole table.
0: Yeah, because like, you're not going to have
1: that many models anyway. No, and a
0: D3 across the whole table is good. you got yeah. a one or a two on some people. I think that that's why I was like, ah, this this one doesn't feel like it's competitive. It feels like it's 100% flavor fun. Yeah. Uh, but you get some prayers. Yes, you do. Which Draconis Skywing Priest, a.k.a. Ionis, um, here's some prayers you could do. Which are not bad. No, they're not. Uh, that's why you bring him and you protect him, because yeah. he, he is the army yeah, for concer- this. Yeah, considering that he's going to get to do two of these. Yes.
1: If he, if he so chooses.
0: <laughs> so, Sigmar's Grace, prayers with an antivow of three and a range of 12. You pick a friendly unit, wholly within range, and you heal three wounds. That's great. Great. Because he can pick yourself. Are, yeah, and, the, and these are big, beefy models. They have a lot of wounds. Yeah. Uh, you got Sanctification. Uh, It's a prayer has answer value of four. Oh, a little more challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, This is where that plus one would have really been handy. Until the next, uh, if answered until the start of your next hero phase, subtract one from casting rolls for enemy wizards and one from chanting rolls from enemy priests.
3: Yeah, right. That's all right.
0: Yeah. If you're getting buffeted by spells and you don't really have anything to do besides uh, Karondis' two unbinds I think he has. Yeah. These unbinds are like a plus three, but, you know, if you didn't bring him for some reason, um, this is a nice little thing to have. And then the last one, Sovereignty. Uh, It's a prayer with an answer value of 4 and a range of 12. Pick an enemy unit within range until the start of your next hero phase. That unit counts as a maximum of 5 models for the purpose of contesting objectives. This rule could have just been like, fuck you, (laughs) Gargant. Just, oh, you brought a Gargant? Nah. Nah. That dude counts as 5 because that's as high as he can count. Or
1: just that block of a that that block of unit like the like that uh, 20 or 30 pack of uh, of grots oh, or whatever 60 pack of zombies yeah and you're just like oh that counts as five so i guess i'm actually contesting this objective because yeah. i'm big
0: because i'm a monster yeah
1: i'm oh. a, i'm a monster i'm also five
0: and this is my <laughs> friend and now we're 10 yep so we've taken this from you we've
1: ta- we've ta- we've taken this by being two and you being you we're we have deemed you to be tiny
0: yeah insignificant uh, it's, yeah, it's like the brutes thing where they're just like, you know, you don't have enough wounds for me to even notice you <laughs> yeah, at this you're, point.
1: You're not a real thing.
0: All right, so battle tactics.
1: Yeah, do a grand strategy first.
0: Oh, a grand strategy. Here's what you have to try to do yeah. at the end of the game. <laughs> Here you go. Thanks, DW. You know, for a second there, you had me fooled. Uh, when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if three friendly friendly Draconith units are wholly within nine inches of each other. <sighs> That's hard to do because you kind of have to hope you won on turn four and turn five is everybody run back into the middle. Mm. Get near each other again. Or you've just managed to keep your whole army in a giant Death Star formation yeah, and you just a, moved it it's around. It's this, uh, this cluster of flying uh, units together. And also, I, I foresee confusion when people are like, how does holy within nine inches of each other work? Does the th- guy does does Draconeth number one have to be wholly within nine inches of both two and three? Or can he just be wholly within two and then two is wholly within three mm-hmm. because these are big bases on some of these guys. Yeah. I feel like that might need a, what did you mean by this mm-hmm. clarification? Because like, yeah, if it's just, they each have to be within nine inches of each other, that's probably much easier because mm-hmm. you can just string them along. But otherwise that might be a challenge that you whoopsie yourself in where you only have the two big dragons Ionis left. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't physically know if those models can form a triangle and be within be nine within inches, nine of, each inches of each other. Yeah. i have to measure that out. Um, I'm sure somebody at home has already figured that out, yeah. you know, mathematically. But that does seem like a eh, clarification. And uh, you got some maneuvers. These are the things you're going to try to accomplish during the game. So, concentrated force. You complete this tactic. If the same enemy unit was targeted by attacks, made with melee weapons by three or friendly three or more friendly Draconis Skywing units in combat phase. So, get them, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. It's just, everybody pile on one guy. Okay, fine. Um, it just says targeted. So, once again, if you bork all your rolls, you're okay on that. Uh, the next, Focus Destruction. Uh, you complete this tactic if the same enemy unit was picked as the target of three different monstrous rampages carried out by friendly Dragon of Skywings. Once again, doesn't have to go off. Right. So, that's good. Because, boy, what a time to roll, like, a one on Roar or something. Just I'm thinking of just,
1: like, the three, uh, the three Dragon of Skywing models all surrounding, like, just... A singular model. <laughs> like yeah, every we're American we're rampage you.
0: <laughs> Just that's true. If you <laughs> accidentally kill the model, then you can't yeah, you have to make sure you hit it with the ones that don't do damage first. Right. Because you don't want stomp to take yep. it out and it's you, like, got, you gotta
1: you gotta roar it and then one of the you gotta uh You got you stun it, yeah, you, you tremor it, it and you've... then
0: you stop it. If it's not a monster. Right. Oh, I guess uh, you could technically, if you do Titanic Duel, that is a freebie because if it's a monster, you go I'm oh, yeah. dueling that. There's no roll. Yep. So you that one just of, happens. You could do that one easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. the the trick is you
1: have to get three around that thing to which, do the monstrous rampages on it.
0: There's also a physicality of trying to pile in these things. Because I finally built my my two uh, dragon rider guys, the mm-hmm. Storm Drake Guard. Because I, uh, I only have two. Well, now I, now I have two more because they came in the Ionis book. Now I yeah. have four, um, and like, th- it's good that they have the rule that they don't have to be unit cohesions because they can't. Right. They just don't. They, <laughs> they don't just, work
1: like that. They don't work like that. <laughs> uh... I'm
0: in cleansing strike. The last one. Pick pick two objectives that are contested by enemy units. You complete this tactic if there are no enemy units contesting either objective at the end of this turn. Fine, GW. <laughs> Like, none of those were easy, but at least all of them are achievable. I'm okay with that. So overall, fun. I think this will be cool narrative. I have the stuff to do it, so I might as well do it. it. Give it a whirl. I don't have any belief that this is going to be a top tournament way to play. Yeah, And that's just because it all depends on a guy who doesn't have a ward. Mm -hmm. And his ward is other units that you don't get a lot of to try to defend yourself against. So it's like, you don't really want to lose too many of them. If he was as destructive as, like, Kragnos, like, just the raw damage output, maybe I could see you let all his people die around him. But honestly, put him in a Stormcast uh, unit, give him three Praetors with their protective ability to guard him, and then just use his prayer to bring those Praetors along with him everywhere. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, teleport the Praetors in, and then you fly up behind him, and then they're guarding him, and you can take the hits. And also, the Praetors do a ton of damage in a fight anyway, yeah. so, yeah.
3: Black Black Talons.
0: Black Talons. So, this is a regiment of renown, Mm -hmm. like you said, which means you can bring it in an army that's not Stormcast, but is an order army, uh, if you wanted to. And they're like a little fun pack of stuff. Yeah. This is the final key I needed to tell the army I was talking about where you can play Stormcast is all little parties from either Warcry or Underworlds or this now, Uh and your whole army if you can figure out how to do battle line, it's going to just have to be some liberators or something. But like your whole army is just little groups <laughs> with confusing little. rules that are all very different. <laughs> you know, you, your opponent loses because he doesn't know what he's looking at at right. the table. Um, so the Black Talons. Uh, they are Neve Black Talon, her companions, and Lorai, the child of the abyss. So the way this works is they all are three separate units. However, you pay for them all at once. You have to take them all at once. Um, you don't get any more allies. But they do count as being in a uh, core battalion that has a unified battalion. So you do at least get to drop them in this as a one-drop. Ironically, if you put them in a Stormcast army, they're three drops. Right. But you have to bring all of them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is kind of like, don't bring them in a Stormcast army. But that's silly because they should make sense in there. Um, So let's go over. Neve has got a little bit of a glow-up. She's a little tougher than she used to be. Um, And the old knight, Zephyros, is still a unit. So I guess this replaces the old knee Black Talon unit, which makes the Old Knight Zephyros even worse now because it's farther away from mm-hmm. this. So 8-inch move, which for a Stormcast is fast. Um, 6 wounds, 3-up save, 10 bravery. She's got a Bolt Storm pistol with a 12-inch range. 3 attacks, 3s and 3s, rend 1, 1 damage. That's the same. And the whirlwind axes are now a 2-inch range. 7 attacks, 2s and 3s, rend 2, damage 2. She's a little... The reason I always brought the Knight Zephros or, or Neve, whichever one, was because you would throw her at an enemy hero, and it's like, if you don't stop this, she's going to kill that hero eventually. Yeah. Uh, you know, hence the assassin thing. So, you add one to the damage characteristic of its whirlwind axes when they target a hero. Hey, seven attacks at a Rin, two, damage three on a hero. Doesn't matter how big that hero is. That's, nasty. That's pretty nasty, yeah. She could burn down a good chunk of a, of a Gargant if you were not... A, if you just roll bad on saves. Because yeah. Gargants don't have great saves anyway. She's also Sigmar's assassin. She can run, install, shoot, and or charge later in the turn. She can do everything. She's doing it all at once. Doing doesn't care. All. So Need Black Talent just looks at the rules and goes, nah. <laughs> Skip that. Uh, and, she, and then you're like, well, luckily she doesn't teleport. So Windrider, in your combat phase, immediately after it has fought and slain models um, have been removed, uh, you roll a dice on a two-up, remove it from the unit, uh, from the battlefield and set it up more than three inches from all enemy units and wholly within three inches of a friendly the black talons unit that is more than three inches from enemy units. So not as cool as the knight Zephyros where you just pick it up and put it down anywhere outside of nine and it's like, here you go. Yeah. But um, being wholly within or outside of three, they can be closer than you could normally put her up. So there's a nice advantage there. And you kind of want her near her group. It's weird to think that you probably like, you want her to run out, murder some stuff, and then pop back yeah, to her group. Yeah, exactly, and teleport back,
1: which yeah. really it seems like the way that the setup for this is is that you run Neve Black Talon out, she kills some stuff, the Neve's companions kind of like, are like a line in <laughs> front to be like, don't get to then Lorai, who didn't, that's who Neve is teleporting back to.
0: Yes. Yep. Because uh, your companions, let's mm-hmm. go into them. So, four inch move, there you go. Uh, you yeah, that's, that's the Stormcast That's the uh, fours and fives, baby. Uh, three wounds each, three up save, nine bravery. Chunky. Um, so uh, this is three people. Yes. So I'm just going to tell you what the three people do. Uh, Shikana Golden Blade. Ironically, the one with the bow is named Golden Blade. Um, <clears throat> she has a bird with her. That's great. But she mostly has a crossbow with her. Uh, you have to pick which one you're going to shoot with. You have a rapid and a headshot. Uh, rapid shot, 18 inches, six attacks, threes and threes. Rend one, damage one. That's pretty solid. Uh, and headshot, 18 inches, one attack, <laughs> uh, two to hit, three to wound, minus three rend, three damage. That's your, do I feel like I can just pop this wizard right, yep. in, the, right in the face from across the table? Um, and then you have the other two. So you have the guy armed with the cyclone sword and axe, which is one inch, yeah, one inch range, six attacks, threes and threes, rend one, damage one, solid. And then you have the big boy, with the Storm-Charged Warhammer, which is two attacks, fours and three, or... Four attacks. Four attacks, two-inch range, uh threes and twos, rend two, damage two. Okay. And then the bird gets uh, one-inch range, two attacks, fours and threes, no rend, damage one. So that's going to be the one that goes through and kills stuff is the stupid bird. Uh, and if they are within... If a friendly, the Black Talon's hero is within three inches of this unit, which is a weird way to say Neve Black Talon or Lorai. Or Lorai. Yeah. Um... Before making a wound roll, blah, 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 uh, you can roll really a two up that wound or mortal wound is allocated to this unit. That's a pretty good way to save people. Uh, I don't know that you would use it to save Lorai because I don't think you're getting a lot of use out of that versus the other ones. The way I would play this is you drop these guys on an objective. As soon as somebody runs, gets close, you have Neve go out there start murdering them and then pop back for the uh, the protection. Mm. But you do get a little wizard in this pack. Yeah. So you get- uh, I was just going to
1: say that, that consummate aim uh, for the The headshot is Uh only if you're targeting a hero.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yes, yes. So, even more risky. Yeah. Because heroes probably will have better saves or wards or something. But who knows? Maybe you're playing against Cities of Sigmar, and that poor guy on a horse just got his head blown off. Yeah. Now the horse is in charge. So, uh, Lorai, six-inch move, five wounds, four-up save, eight bravery. Um, You can cast one spell and unbind one spell. Oh, I'm sorry. Abyssal Touch is a weapon. Four attacks, threes and threes, nowhere into one damage. You're probably not. not that. You shouldn't be doing that. Uh, Aquatic Illusion, subtract one from hit rolls for combat attacks that target this unit. That's pretty good if you accidentally get swarmed. Uh, it has a five-up ward, which is great. I wish that she had taught Ionis that at mm-hmm, some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a spell, Nebulous Seafog. It's a casting value of six. If cast until the start of your next hero phase, shooting attacks that target friendly the Black Talons units that are wholly within six of this unit only score a hit on a six. That's pretty. That's solid. really good, or completely useless when your opponent was like, "Hey, I'm playing corn," and you're like, <laughs> "Do you bring a skull cannon?" And they're like, no one brought a skull no. cannon ever. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of neat. Uh, and I guess having the availability of like putting a mystic shield on Neve or something, you know, if you're not fighting a shooting army. Yeah, like they are a cool little group. They are uh, together, uh, three hundred and forty points, which so is where a little, where little you th- pricey. Yeah, where you start going. I wish they yeah. were in better in Stormcast, because that's yeah. where you could buff them and do all kinds of fun stuff yeah. with them. But that's not their that's not a shtick. Uh, their shtick is being by themselves. I'm definitely going to put them in my city's army just to see, yeah. but I still kind of feel like, yeah, this is really great. Meanwhile, uh, I'm just going to keep taking Doralia and her dad, which doesn't serve the, the same functions as this, but is just as much fun and damaging at yeah. half the cost. Uh, so that's the Black Talons. Nice. They are they're a unit and they're cool models except for the push fit thing. Right, it's so frustrating. On Neve, it's on that big part of her pauldron that looks like it's the animal pelt, mm. so I can green stuff that in pretty easily. But when it's over the smooth part of a pauldron, it's so hard to deal with. I don't know why they did it. All right, now we move to the Gorge Now I'm Ramop feeling hungry.
1: Yeah, now never we're feeling hungry. So we get to the Maw pack. Uh, they are it's five wounds, uh, six inch move, six, uh, six up save, and look- eight bravery. Uh, there's five of them in a pack of this, right? If I remember yes. rightly. Yeah, it's five. I think. I believe that's correct. That uh, they, that's have so bone sh- they have bone-shattering strikes. Uh, they're two-inch range. Three attacks. Uh, threes and threes. Minus one rend. Two damage each. Uh, one in every five uh, must be a clawback, and then you get to add uh, one to the attack's characteristic of that shattering strike.
0: And he can issue commands
1: to his in- own unit. Indeed he can. Which I assume are eat that thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> eat that. Continue snarling. Hooray!
1: Uh, you get the ambushing hunters so uh, during deployment you can set them up in reserve uh, in, or in ambush uh, as a reserve unit uh, and then you, know, you place them on this battle uh, on the battlefield more than nine inches from all enemy units and agonizing roar e- uh, you roll the dice each time an enemy unit uh, receives a command within 12 inches of a friendly cave howler and on a five up that command is not received uh, but the command point is still spent yep. So they have it's a weird like little utility ambush unit that you can chuck yeah. out you can chuck out to some stuff
0: they're not Bad. They, They're a little pricey. Their war scroll by themselves makes you go, "All right, clearly their special army for this is going to make this the thing that's sinks. Yeah, because otherwise you're all kind of like 220 points for that so
1: for five dudes that you're gonna set up in reserve. That's a yeah, that's a
0: bit much. A couple of Mornfang kind of feel like they might be better yeah. overall in the long yeah. run. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the maw pit. It's a new uh, maw pit. It's well, a new. I, mean, it's not, well, I guess the old one wasn't a maw pit. It was like mop pot. Yeah, but this so. is a this is
1: a maw pit. Yeah. Uh so you set it up on the you know set it up it is defensible. Uh so this terrain feature is a defensible terrain feature that can be garrisoned by one butcher. Uh the garrison is referred to as the terrain feature's head butcher in
0: the rules on this war scroll. That name means two things for this guy probably. He's mm. the head butcher and he's the head butcher. Indeed. Uh you got the throat of gur? <laughs> My
1: my! <laughs> uh, at the end of the charge phase, the player whose turn is uh, turn is taking place must roll a dice for each unit in their army that is within twelve inches of the strain feature and within twelve inches of any units in their opponent's army, and more than three inches from all units in their opponent's army. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just triangulate that. Yeah, what? triangulate
1: those inches, and then on a three up, that unit suffers D three mortal wounds. Uh, if the Strain Feature has a Head Butcher, this ability affects units within 18 inches of the Strain Feature instead of 12 inches. This ability has no effect on gutbusters units, so you're not going to hurt your Gorger Maw Packs. Um, the Head Butcher, if the Strain Feature has a Head Butcher, uh, you can say that is an offering will be made to the Maw Pet, and if you do so, you pick one enemy unit within 18 inches of this terrain Feature and roll a D6. If the roll is more than twice that enemy unit's wounds characteristic, one model in that unit is slain. If the roll is more than three times that enemy unit's uh wounds characteristic, three models in that unit are slain. Spicy. So, yeah, if it's a you know, if you got a three or if it's like a one um like a one wound, uh like a bunch of grots or something yeah. like that, then stick three of them in there or whatever. Uh but I mean even if you you know even just one. Yeah. Yeah. Take out I mean, uh it's or some just... two wound models, and you get lucky, and you rel- and you hit a six, you get you get three of them. That's yeah. solid. Uh, and then it's it fights back. If this train feature is picked as the target of the Smash to Rubble Monsters Rampage, and that monstrous rampage is unsuccessful, that monster that carried out the monstrous rampage suffers three D
0: six mortal wounds. <laughs> some of the things in here are specifically I hate Gargant abilities because that one's like. I just imagine a Gargoyle going to smash it and just punches right in its mouth and it just bites his hand off. Like, it's yeah. like, oh. It that's is... right. It's a pit of
1: teeth. Yeah, I like the, I like the idea, though, of... It's like, I'm going to smash that to rubble because it's being a pain in the butt to, like, the rest of my army. And you miss it and you go, by the way, that is 3D6 mortal wounds that have just gone back at you. Oof. It's not... like, I did what now? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, use one of your dumb monsters to smash this. <laughs> not one of your good ones. Don't use a good one, yeah.
1: Uh, so you got the roving maw. Uh, this is for ogre mob tribes, and they have to have the either the gutbusters or the gorgers keyword. Heroes can be included if they are not, uh, as long as they are not unique.
0: And all of the units I in the think, army. I think because maw. otherwise, I think you lost like most of the army. Well, you
1: can't. I don't think there's any heroes that you can use then, because I don't think either any of the heroes have gutbuster or gorgers
0: keyword. The tyrant has gutbuster. He might, but I don't know. I'm not. sure. I don't sure. think any of them have gorgers because those are the insane. Yeah, those things. are just the dudes. So yeah. <laughs> So Basically, a, you wouldn't have been able to include butchers, the thing that right, can the garrison thing your thing, be there, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you didn't do that. Uh, so here, here's what you get, right? Uh, you get the pits of Gura. At the start of each battle round, after determining which player will take the first turn, you must determine the hunger status of the pits on the battlefield by rolling 2d6. If you included a Pit in your army, add the number of models slain by its head butcher ability during the battle to the roll. If the Pit is garrisoned by a head butcher, add one to the roll. Then pick one result from the mob Pit table that has a score equal to or less than the modified dice roll to apply for that battle round. A unit is vulnerable to maw if it is on the battlefield uh, and unless it is uh, wholly within one inches of a terrain feature that is not a maw or it can fly. This ability has no effect on roving maw units.
0: So this, this so rule is things. the floor is lava. Correct. If you are on the floor, you might get you might bit. Get bit. Uh, so a score of two to three, nothing.
1: Congratulations. <laughs> I score of four to five. It's peckish. Oh. Um, so it subtracts one from bravery characteristic for units that are vulnerable to mopots.
0: It's feeling a bit snackish.
1: Yeah. Uh, six to eight. It's rumbling. You roll the dice for each unit that is vulnerable to mopots. And on a five up, that unit suffers more, one mortal wound. Okay. Yeah. On a nine to 11, it is famished. Unit, uh, so it's units that are vulnerable to mopots and do not include the hero keyword cannot issue commands.
0: That is mean. That is mean. That shuts off a lot of stuff for yeah. people that may not be thinking about like there's a lot of units like the the uh lumineth realm lords a lot of their stuff issues commands Command,
1: well i mean most units can issue commands to themselves as long as you have one of the leader yeah. doodads well in like
0: all of stormcast half of them their whole thing is like yeah the unit just is elite
1: yeah uh and then on a 12 up it's ravenous you roll a dice for each unit that is vulnerable to mop pits and on a four up that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds so that's the it just starts eating shit yeah uh driven by starvation Friendly Gorgers units that are not wholly within one inch of a terrain feature at the start of the charge phase can attempt to charge even if they ran in the same turn. So they get, you know, run and charge as long as they're not within,
0: as long as they're not around terrain features. Yeah, keep them away from that house and that one tree. Yeah. For well, some it,
1: reason. Basically, the, you can't run and charge them if they're deep striked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you can't, like, it's it's a good way to prevent the everything from happening because if you think about like how this army would be fighting thematically is everybody's getting up off the ground yeah so you wouldn't want them to have the ability to continue charging even when they're on the terrain right like, the terrain is the safe spot it's the yeah. couch and the floor is lava you get the uh, the butcher's kitchen which is for each butcher included in your
1: army you can include one gorgers unit as a battle line unit so that's how you're gonna get some of your battle lines in there yep uh ravenous brutes if a friendly ogre unit is more than three inches from all enemy units it is hungry uh, if a friendly ogre unit is within three inches of enemy units, it is eating and you add two to the move characteristic of a unit that's hungry and add two to the bravery creatures of that unit if it's eating. So yep, then the that's same. that standard
0: ogre. Yeah. These last three are just the things the ogres get. Yeah. So you get the might mace right?
1: Uh, so they count for more, uh, and then goblin bites, um, which is roll the dice for each enemy unit within three inches of any friendly gut buster units on a two up that enemy unit suffers D three plus one mortal wounds. Yeah.
0: A nice little extra damage after the end, if you're bringing just a lot of the normal Ogre kind of guys. Your command trait, you get Master Maw Feeder, Roving Maw General only.
1: Uh, This general knows all of the spells from the lore of the Great Maw, in addition to any other spells they know. Which is important, which we will jump to, because this is the spell lore, the lore of the Great Maw. So, you get three different spells. Uh, You get Maw Meat. Mm -hmm. Maw Meat is a spell that has a casting value of 6 and a range of 18. Uh, successfully cast. Pick one terrain feature within range and visible to the caster for the rest of the battle. Units on or within one inch of that terrain feature are vulnerable to moppets.
0: So if so <laughs> your whole army jumped up on top of a thing to be above the lava, now you've just made that thing yeah. also dangerous. Yeah, you're
1: like, oh, I'll just stay within range of this terrain feature. No, you won't. Uh, and it's for the rest of the battle, which is nice. So you're just making more of the terrain dangerous. Yes. Uh, you get Retcher. Retcher is a spell that has a cast value of 7 if successfully cast until your next hero phase. Improve the rank characteristic of melee weapons used by the caster by 2. So you got to get your, your spell caster up in there to do
0: stuff. To do some damage, yeah. yeah. Which is fine because they're ogres and really you want everybody in combat. They'll be okay. Yeah. I, I take a little bit of offense to using barf magic. Uh, I feel <laughs> like that's a uh, domain that, you know, you guys are supposed to eat stuff, not put it back out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, and then finally you get Awful Bringer. Uh, Awful Bringer is a spell that has a casting value of 6 and a range of 12. If it's successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within range, invisible to the caster. Your opponent must make a move up to 6 inches with that unit, and all the models in that unit must finish that move as close as possible to the caster and can finish that move within 3 inches of the caster. If it is impossible for that unit to make the move, it suffers D3 mortal wounds instead after that unit has moved. Uh, if that is within three inches of the caster and the caster is within six inches of a maw pot in your army, you can immediately use the maw pot's head butcher ability, but you must pick that enemy unit to be the target. That's kind of neat. It's a, you go. You have to move closer to me, and you're coming closer to the maw pot, or the maw pit, and that maw pit's going to eat you.
0: Yeah, which then boosts your maw pit table stuff like that. That's that's my favorite one, because that is such a cool synergy that makes a lot of sense, and it's a fun thing because it makes your opponent move their stuff. like. A lot of what I love in in silly rules is in that. <laughs> right. That it's ability. it's
1: that, it's that sequencing that you kind of get to do. Yeah. It's very cool. Your artifact of power is a flask of congealed maw juices. Which is
0: tasty. It's like when you uh you have like a like a smoothie in like <sighs> a cup and then you don't rinse it out and it sits in your car for 5 days and you open it and it's like it's changed consistency. It's, it's,
1: it's the juice of a smoothie? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but like the juice is
0: now like growing stuff that yeah, wasn't yeah. in the smoothie originally.
1: Gross. Uh, Once per battle at the start of the hero phase, you can pick one maw pit in your army that is within nine inches of the bear and that has been affected by a rule that says you cannot use the scenery rules on its war scroll, such as smashed rubble, and roll the dice. On a two-up, that maw pit is no longer affected by that rule, and you can use the scenery rules on its war scroll once more. That is such a dick way of going, I've smashed your
0: maw pit, and me going, okay. Now you haven't. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise! Um, because yeah, you got past it and you managed to not get the three uh, D six damage from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but nah, I just want to. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get right back. Yeah. Basically, they're
1: ta- they're telling you you're not gonna get to really turn off this mob. Yeah, don't
0: you're not gonna get to do.
1: Don't it. don't you're not gonna tr- don't stop trying it. Uh, your grand strategy is when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if six or more enemy models were slain by the maw Pit's Head Butcher ability. That's
0: a bit challenging, but it's models and not units, so yeah. maybe it'd be. So all if right. you're fighting like skeletons or something that's one wound yeah. models, and you got, you know, if you're getting three off one turn, you're almost you're you're, halfway
1: ba- there. you're Yeah, you're halfway there. You're getting you're getting pretty close. But if
0: your opponent immediately looks at this and goes, "I'm just not going to get near you," like yeah. heavy shooting army is going to be a whoopsie for right. you. Uh, and then you KO. Have to just, you just, oh, <laughs> KO's so good against this because you don't care about the ground, right? Just don't just, deploy anybody. just Don't deploy anybody on the ground because as
1: long as you're flying, you're fine. Yep. Um, your battle tactics. Uh, that was just a morsel. You complete this battle tactic if any enemy units were slain by the Muppets' head butcher ability in this turn. Okay. You'll probably know if you're going to set that up when yep. you pick your tactic. Uh, slavering ambush. Uh, you complete this battle tactic if a friendly Gorgers unit was set up on the battlefield using the ambush or hunter's ability this turn and made a charge move this turn. Okay, you're probably going to do that. That's a good first turner or second turner if you want. Yeah. Uh, uh, we I... eat it them all. It a pick one objective controlled by your opponent. You complete this tactic if you control that objective at the end of this turn and there are no enemy models contesting it. So Not pretty easy. Not too shabby. I would say that it's fun, maybe interesting, but not great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it definitely. Oh, look at me moving the mic Ooh, while very, very, I move. Very fancy. No one at home knew that I did. Yeah, that. no, nobody at all. <clears throat> Unless it sounded like me going. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it is. I think this one probably you're gonna see some people really try to make it competitive because the chance to do, uh, D three mortal wounds to everything on the table, is is spicy, super spicy. Um, because let me tell you how much I hate that one soul blight spell. <laughs> That, that tournament where the guy was like, "Cool, everything on the table takes a damage," and I double cast it, so everything on the table takes two damage, and it's like, "Whoa, shit!
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I can't do anything about that, and my little guys are getting wounded now that are way outside of combat." Mm-hmm. So that I think you could probably see this. I don't. I think the gorgers are going to be the tax on it, um because they are just not as good for the cost as they could be. But I honestly don't know. I don't play enough Ogors. We got to get like Tommy or somebody on who yeah. took Ogors to the top uh, yeah. in the in the Atlanta tournament. Mm. Tell me yeah. if it's any good. Yeah, and tell us like how do, how would this work? Would this be a fun competitive or mm-hmm. is this just a fun narrative kind of thing? Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with either one because it got cool new models. Mm-hmm. It got, it's a cool box of models that I'm invariably going to end up with because I want the cities of Sigmar, half of it. And I feel like I could probably paint the Gorges up really cool. Do something. Put them on the shelf. That yeah, I right. just have them. It'd be like my flesh eaters cords, yeah. where I just painted them and never touched them afterwards. And then finally, we get to the the fire slayers. Yeah, fire right. slayers. The fire slayers. So first off, let's talk a little bit about the new the Vulcan Flame Seekers models because they have finally done it. They did it, boys. There's a girl. <laughs> they they gave us a couple of lady fire slayers, and they look awesome. And I don't know why they haven't given us more of them. Yeah. Uh, these models are. So Sweet. cool. They're so cool looking. It makes me sad that I own and have painted and almost based everything from my Fire Slayer's Army that I want to play it the way I want. Because now I'm looking at this like, crap. Like, these guys don't fit in at all, but I really like them. Yeah. I like the little little silly puppy guy they got there. Um, they're, they're very cool and dynamic, which in a Fire Slayer's Army, let me tell you. I have looked at the same guy 120 times now, and I wish that some of them had been having as much fun as these people are. Yeah. Because these people look like they're having fun. But are they fun to play? Let's find out. So this is the Vulcan Flame Seekers. These are the Warcry set. Um, They have a four-inch move, two wounds each, five-up save, eight bravery. So about where fire slayers usually land. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all armed with a fire steel throwing axe because the meme potential is always high on those things. Eight-inch, one attack. Four to four, uh, four to hit, four to wound, no rend, one damage. But, man, I love that battle tactic that you have to kill a hero with flame, with, with throwing the, uh, axes. With throwing axes, yeah. It's like, oh, man, get him down to one wound and just pray. Yeah. Uh, so they also have, um, they all have the same weapons, so it's pretty easy to run. Uh, the Firesteel weapon, two-inch range, three attacks, threes and threes, no rend, one damage. And then the Doggo's got the Ember Teeth, one attack, threes and threes, no rend, one damage. So, you know. Not not a, not a speck of rend to be found anywhere on yeah. these these huge axes that these things have. No rend, sure. Um, one in every nine uni- unit, yeah. One in every nine models in this unit must be a Vulcan Rune Father. Uh, you add one to his attacks, characteristic, and he can issue commands. Makes sense. Uh, one in every nine models must be a Droth Master. It's like a magma Droth when they're little; they're just Droths. They're not magma yet. Um, and one in every nine models it must be a Kindle Droth. Oh, that's so cute. That's their name for them. Um, it's armed with ember teeth instead of a throwing axe. I guess, yes, you did have to clarify that. So the, yeah. <laughs> the dog doesn't throw an axe. The do- at dog does not have a throwing axe. Uh, so when a unit includes a Drothmaster, enemy monsters within three inches of this unit cannot carry out a monstrous rampage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that's when I looked at it. That's, like that's, that's the good part of it. That's though. made me want to put him in my army. Because yeah. that's a great little, like, crap. I don't have a way of dealing with huge monsters. Uh, and then the Kindledroth. At the end of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit within one inch of this unit's Kindledroth and roll two dice. For each four-up, they take a mortal wound. Okay. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be bringing this party, this little group, to do a shit ton of damage to anything, but you're also, let's check out that cost, 140 points for this unit. Yeah. You might as well give it a shot one time and try, because 140 points for that amount of wounds, a decent amount of a lot of attacks and stuff.
1: Can hold an objective and can, tr- and, can and you can throw it at a monster to stop the monster from doing a monster's rampage for a turn
0: yeah and if you're playing them in traditional fire slayers you're still going to get to pick your rune to activate where you can give them rend or an extra like you can do a bunch of stuff to help them boost so they don't they don't look as weak as they do on this piece of paper in a normal army but what about an abnormal army you say (laughs) what about the lofnir draught keepers well boy is this hard to say if you have a speech impediment so the lofnir draught keepers they are mean to people with this game Um, You have to have the Fire Slayers keyword. Unique units can only be included if they have the near keyword, which I'm struggling to remember if any unique Fire Slayers have that because there's like two unique Fire Slayers. I will look it up while you continue. Yeah. Um, all units in your army gain the Lothnir Droth Keepers keyword. So important, you don't have to bring all Magma Droths. You don't even have to bring any. That would be silly when I continue reading, but you could do it like that if you're a crazy person who built a whole army with no Magma Droths, which is exactly what I did. Because I think you have all the Magma Droths, and I, think I, and I have all the guys. Um, so, Daring Tamers... The strike last effect applies to enemy monster units when they are within 3 inches of 2 or more friendly Vulcan Flame Seekers units. Yo! That's worth reading again. Any monster that is just within 3 inches of 2 or more friendly units is strike last. Your opponent's monsters are going to have a hard time getting to attack you at full range, like at full ability, because you're going to get, everybody gets to slap them before they get to attack back, and you're going to hit them pretty hard. And if you're also, turning off their monstrous rampage, and then they have to just stand. <laughs> so, you roll your monster up. This one of these guys goes, Nah, calm down, buddy. And then you're going to sit there and watch while everybody beats you for an entire <laughs> turn. And then you can try to do the thing you were going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have honor, bar- honor bound Drothmasters. Uh, Flame Seekers units have the battle line battlefield role. Okay. In addition, for each Vulcan Flame Seeker unit included in your army, you can include one Auric Runesun on Magma Droth as a battle line unit. So, you know, you can have a lot of battle line uh, magma droths. That's, that's the way to get you a bunch of magma yeah. droths. Um, if you got a bunch, if you were running that in the old, old book, or not the old book, the new book, then go ahead and keep doing it. Uh, flame-filled beasts. You can pick up to three Lofnir Droth Keepers units in your army that have different mouth traits instead of one. Solid. Luckily, there are three mount traits. So what that's saying is, is you get these three mount traits. Indeed. Uh, but I'm okay with that. Skilled Droth Wranglers. Stop it, guys. Just stop. <laughs>
3: uh
0: once per turn you gotta wrangle that Droth. Once per turn in your movement phase, you can pick a friendly flame seekers unit wholly within six of a friendly magma droth that has not yet moved in this phase and say that we'll hitch a lift. So essentially this is the KO thing. Um if you do so after you've moved the magma droth instead of making move with the unit, you remove it and you set it up wholly within six of the magma droth more than three inches from enemy units. Fire Slayers are slow as hell. Yeah. Like, they are, I, they are slower than Nurgle, actually, because Nurgle gets a couple of ways to kind of get a little Boost. faster or something. Yeah. Fire Slayers is like, you have the one rune that does that, and then after they that, are trudging. you're just walking across the table. So this is kind of cool. It's a good delivery system. Holding within six inches of that big magma droth, like, yeah, you, you pop down a, a group, and it doesn't say, uh, like, the new restrictions for the Thunder KO thing from last episode. It doesn't restrict the size of the unit. Um, It just says one holy unit holy within six inches. So you could bring a tin pack of somebody, run them up, and then set them up as an awesome screen for your magma droth. Yeah. It's a pretty good delivery system. Um, And protective family is the last ability. When a friendly flame seekers kindle droth, uh, that's the little guy, uh, is within one inches of a friendly magma droth, the Vulcan flame seekers unit has a ward of five up. That's cool. Nice. So that little unit that turns off the monstrous rampage is now also have a ward, so they're going to stick around a little longer you get some monstrous actions, or monstrous rampages too. Because of course you do, because they want you to bring Magma Dross. You, okay, you have
1: to have a lot of Magma so you have to give them the rampages to use.
0: Yeah, you got to have something to do. So here's what you're going to do. <clears throat> Rearing punches. You're going to pick an enemy unit within three inches of this unit and roll two dice. Add two to each roll if that unit is a monster. For each five up, it takes D3 mortal wounds. <laughs> that's, just punch Gargons in the dick, why don't you? Um, so that's pretty good, because you can't stomp a monster, but you can sure as punch we one. We can punch it. Get <laughs> just, it turned it into a kick. Um, so Magma-Fueled Grasp is the next one. You pick an enemy monster within three inches of this unit and roll a die. On a three-up, improve the rend characteristic of melee weapons used by other friendly Lofnir Drothkeepers that target that monster by one. Solid. If you've combined that with the rune, that's a rend two. If you've boosted it, that's a rend three. Yeah, yeah. Like that, and you've picked one monster, and you're just like, get that guy. And then that monster can't do a monstrous action. Because you've turned that off as well. It's a
1: really anti-monster
0: list. And also, the monster has to strike last. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is this is literally Gargan's don't, don't try. Yeah, don't try. Go home right now. <laughs> the smallest people are going to defeat you. Uh, and finally, Eruption of ferocity. Pick an enemy unit within three inches of this unit and roll a die on a two-up. Ward rolls cannot be made for models in that unit for the following combat phase. Because, hey, you know what? Fuck you, Nighthaunt, too. Just showing up, acting all, like, cool. tough and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Nurgle? Nah, I turned that off. So... Uh, and that's just enemy units, so you can target a monster with it as well. So uh, Archeon. <laughs> Archeon would suffer oh, he would dealing get, with this. you get destroyed so fast by this. You can turn off so much stuff that big monsters rely on. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely anti-monster list, but I think it has play elsewhere as well. Mm-hmm. So your command trait uh, is raised around beasts. Include the Rin characteristic of melee weapons used by Lofnir droth keepers that do not have the magma droth keyword and are wholly within nine inches of this general by two if the target is a monster.
1: just it's a, it's a monster <clears throat> murder party.
0: It is a monster murder party. Um, i got to find somebody that has a lot of Gargans to play against, <laughs> so I can try this out and just feel really good. Yeah. Uh, your Artifact of Power is Grimnir's Gift. Uh, it's a mastery over monsters. When the bearer is contesting an objective, each enemy monster contesting the objective counts as two models, regardless of any other abilities, such as mightier makes rightier. Once again, Gargans. With, you're just like, no, you're two guys. Yeah, That's it. You're the you're the amount of punches I'm about to give you. That's what that is. Uh, then you got your mount traits. So, Pack Droth, uh, in your movement phase, before this unit makes a move, you can pick a friendly Flame Seeker's unit to hitch a lift onto it, um, even if another unit has already hitched a lift. So, what it does is it doubles your, your carrying capacity for people. Your sidecar's loaded mm-hmm. with dwarves. Um the multiple units cannot hitch a lift on the same Magma Draft. Uh, the same unit cannot hitch a lift on a Magma Draft more than once per phase, and multiple units cannot hitch a lift on the same Magma Draft in the same phase.
1: So you can't, you can't double hitch. Yeah. You cannot transport the one pack of, of uh, Fire Slayers all the way across the board by chaining
0: your Magma Drafts. Yeah, and you also <laughs> can't have one Magma Draft carry 40 guys yeah. across the table and bring your whole army up. Right. But what you can do is have two units then run up yeah, the side carrying carry stuff. Uh, Red Hot Fury is the next one. At the end of the enemy charge phase, before carrying out monstrous rampages, if this unit is more than three inches from all enemy units, it can attempt to charge. has to finish within a half inch um, of the enemy unit that is itself within three inches of a friendly kindle Droth. So if your baby is in danger, you can charge in and fight for that baby yep. and get, get that baby a five-up ward while you're there. So you kind of have to bring a couple of units of Flame Seekers to really make this work. Yeah. And whatever you do, do not pull the baby first when you start losing models. That baby's the last model you on the table. Gotta, you, gotta, you gotta keep that baby. Keep that baby alive. And finally, Scalding Steam Breath. Uh, if the target is a monster, the damage characteristic of the unit's Blazing Maw is 3 instead of D3. Solid. Sweet. Boy, this army hates monsters. Yes. Uh, battle Tactics. I wonder if any Grand Strategy. Can... Oh, Grand Strategy, right. What's at I, the bottom of I this I know, one? it's at the bottom. Why like is it? it? I... Uh, it's in a different place on every
1: list. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, I don't know, we'll, put, we'll stick it here.
0: Okay, so grand strategy is to uh, destroy Rick Grimes' kid from The Walking Dead. you got to clear the corral. So when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if there are no enemy monsters in your territory. Hey, guess what? If
1: you didn't, they didn't bring any enemy monsters, you've completed your grand strategy. Yeah, you do. Whoops. <laughs> it's like the one Three now that's lights. like
0: uh, complete your grand strategy if there's no wizards. Just don't bring a wizard. Yeah. You got a decent shot of getting that automatically. All right. Yeah. Okay, so here's your battle tactics. Circle the magma droths. You complete this tactic. if. At the end of the turn, any friendly Lofnir Draft Keepers that are within six inches of the center of the battlefield. And there are one or more friendly Lofnir Draft Keeper units wholly within each large quarter of the battlefield. So you can do that by kind of being in the middle and just making sure your units are spaced out properly. Um, That's not impossible, but it's kind of weird. But who knows? It's not, like I said, it's not impossible just requires you to kind of dedicate a lot of your army to sort of standing around in the middle, but some objectives, that's what you kind of want to do anyway. Uh, Then you've got the sulfur seam. Pick an objective that is partially or wholly within enemy territory, and one terrain feature or faction terrain feature that is partially or wholly within enemy territory, and more than six inches from that objective. You complete this tactic if you control both the objective and the terrain feature at the end of the turn. So, basically pick two things and control both of them. One of them can be a, a rock, yeah. That's hanging out it's nearby. Chilling. Yeah. That tree, that one tree you put up where you're like, hey, I need something to this table. Look over here. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Igneous Wranglers. That's a very hot pair of jeans. You pick an objective partially or wholly within enemy territory and one other objective anywhere on the battlefield. You complete this tactic if you control both objectives at the end of the turn, and both are contested by Vulcan Flame Seekers units. And you may be saying, wait a minute, what's that? How is that different from the other one? And well, the answer they're both, is. They're both, because they're, they're both objectives. They're both objectives. Yeah. But otherwise, that's kind of conceptually the same as the last yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Okay. So control objectives, which is the point of the game. Indeed. So, so you, you should be doing that anyway. Yes. All right. So thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, n- interesting. Yeah. I, again, this is one of those, I, it's weird because you have to, like, really, like, plan out the number of magma dross you're taking and then the packs. Of, Vul- of, uh, of Vulcan berserkers and how like the how that all is all gonna fit together.
0: I like that you said Vulcan berserkers because yeah. I just imagined a bunch of Vulcans from Star Trek <laughs> just losing their minds.
1: Just, <gasps> ah, ah, I'm mind melting with fire. Your, and- mo-
0: your monstrous action is illogical. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they shut um, him down.
1: But it, it's it's interesting. Like I like it and I like it as an alternative build for like your. I'm gonna bring a bunch of magma draws. Yeah. Um, and Magma aren't terribly expensive, I think, points-wise, if I remember rightly.
0: No. Um, and they're relatively, in terms of big model, multiple big model units, they're relatively easy to get a hold of. Like, yeah. Because if you've, you're getting them in starter sets where you already have other dwarves in them, it's, it's not like... Um, sometimes when they give you the all-monster list and it's, you know, a giant pig that you need to buy seven of to make work right. properly, it's like, I don't want to spend this much money for this joke.
1: Yeah, they're well because there's a bunch of different kinds of Mad Uh It's three. Th- it's they're in the mid three hundreds. Yeah, for each one of them. But I mean, even get you bring four of them. I think and then yeah, a, you and d- Then a collection of other, and then a collection with these other dudes, and that's that's kind of your army then. At that you point. bring
0: four. You bring a couple of flame seekers, which are cheap to to trigger the the baby dragon stuff. Yep. Uh, you know, a couple of heroes because you're still you're still well, fire slayers.
1: Well, Heroes can even be on the Magma Dross. Yeah, that's so, true.
0: You put the Rune Father... Rune Father? Yeah,
1: yeah the Rune Father on there. And then uh, you get the, the r- prayers. And the Rune Son as well as the other one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because either you can do the Father, the Son, or the Holy Guy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the Trinity you can put on top of there. So, yeah, you got, like, Damage Dude and Prayer Dude and some other... And the sun, which is like pretty damaging, yeah, 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 but not super damaging. But also can sometimes have a javelin, which is a range attack. Yeah. Or if you like me, you built the guy on foot with the javelin because it looked cool. And now you're like, oh, that's the worst one that we have done that with. But <laughs> fuck it, he's fine. got a javelin. He's now. got javelin. He's, We're gonna he's, see. He's a javelin boy. Roll yeah, that dice. It's uh, It's
1: it's not bad. I don't I don't mind it. I think it would be fun to. I think it'd be fun to to pilot. Kind of give it a test drive. See see how it operates. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be winning any tournaments. But um. I think it could... That's kind of where Fire Slayers usually <laughs> are anyway. I think it could <laughs> dominate
0: a tournament by accident. If it was like, a heavy monster meta. If you've got a heavy monster meta, you've got a lot of destruction, a lot of gargans, yeah. um, You've got... Even all dragons. Yeah, even if somebody brought this all dragon army, you're yeah. just like, oh, well, uh, I inadvertently have ruined all of that for I've just you. decided to turn off your parts of your game. Yeah. And uh, good luck figuring out if the, you can do anything else now. But you're going to do it at the end of the combat phase, too. Yeah. After I've hit you constantly for the entire combat phase. Right. Yeah, I think this one, like, It, it is. it could be hilarious if it does win a tournament because you know that person was sweating, yeah. looking at, like, a soul blight list, like, please don't make me have to deal with that many skeletons that I can't do anything against, no. you know? But, yeah, Maybe, maybe so. new Flesh Eater's courts would be a good fit for well, it. I mean,
1: effect usually has quite a few monsters that people are bringing anyway in it, so yeah. if you're turning off the freaking giant batwingy things. I
0: assume the the, the new king guy yeah. is a monster. I w- he's massive so. he's a giant I mean he's a Mortark, yeah. which is also weird from a from a lore perspective. They keep adding these Mortarks to things. And they're like they're the leaders of death. Um but, but not to be confused with the Mortek. Yes, yeah, not to be <laughs> that's different that's a different
1: type of death creation. <laughs> uh because and yes. And your Mortex, your Mortarks, and your mon. Stars. And then there's no more. No, there's no more yet. yet. No, the more yets,
0: <laughs> the more texts yet to come. The more yets,
1: <laughs> more yets. Uh, but yeah,
0: so because uh, this podcast is already incredibly long, this book <laughs> is closed. It's the, done. We're this, finished. This podcast is almost as long as the long gunt.
1: Yes, the the longest gunt <laughs> the that lo- we've ever had.
0: This has been probably the longest gunt we've definitely experienced on yeah. this show. Uh, what do you think on a on a scale of one to to D? uh I well which which is higher i don't know okay i'm gonna go with it i think this is a solid
1: b i don't like this book as much as i like book two yeah book two was i think hard book, to... book two has been the has been the highlight so far it's certainly better than book one yes but that was not hard
0: no book one was kind of just it was the it was the
1: turn of the punch bowl yes um but yeah this is it's a little bit of a step down but i think it's a little bit of a step down we're having a step down on it because neither one of us, like while we read the book, nothing stuck out, yeah. quite as strongly as the second book did. Where we were like, oh, oh wow, yeah. that was like there was a lot of stuff. This is very jumpy. There's a lot of things that are trying to happen. It's not a particularly cohesive story, and does feel like the setup to our conclusion.
3: Yes. Uh,
0: so, so the deep I, breath, kind of backing up a little yeah. bit before you run to the the big fight where it's going to open with Kragnos fighting two dragons. Right. You know.
1: Um. There's I think there's cool stuff in there. I like each of the I like I mean obviously there's a Sylvaneth one that is right on the cusp of me. It's like it's calling your name. name. It's calling my name. I've I've almost heard the song. I've heard the doot doot. I am I am close. Um and yeah, I mean I think I think the rest of them are fun and interesting and it gives you there's a little bit of flavor and variety here. I'm I'm I, if anything, it's a nice tune up for book 4. Which I think is going to be kind of wild and crazy, and we're going to get a lot of different. I think I'm hopeful that we're going to get a lot of different stuff in that, that's then going to kind of launch us into the new age of Sigmar, which, and may not be called the age of Sigmar. We don't know.
0: Who knows? They'd have to redo all the logos. (laughs) (laughs) The age of Sigmar, so much work. Well, and you know, uh, there's always the rumors that like, oh, age of Sigmar is going to go away eventually. When the old world comes out, they're going to kill off age of Sigmar. It's like the guys are clearly not. Age of Sigmar represents, take it from me, I, I manage over two, oh, almost 3,000 games, products, and accessories at this point. Um, Age of Sigmar occupies a space that no one else is really doing, yeah. where you have big-ass heroic fantasy battles with lots of stuff on the table, but not a million things on the table, and not movement tray-based. Like, this. this is a niche that exists for a reason, but it is it's not going to go away right old world is going to come in they've been releasing all the rules online i read them i don't think i'll be playing the old world i just me personally and I, this is like heresy to war gamers like i'm not sure i like the idea of having to rotate a rectangle and then depending on which side of that rectangle is doing something something else happens like that doesn't feel like that feels like how fights start and it feels like how like Fights started and went right up until the American Revolution where people went, you know, if we don't stand in the line, mm-hmm. they can't just shoot us all.
1: R- rank and file mathematics is not our
0: type of war gaming.
1: It just, we, t- like to sm- we like to smash big uh, big toys together. Yeah,
0: I like it when the, when the fights look like a big pile of stuff because it's like a big melee yeah. and monsters coming you in know, at the top how and everything. Most
1: wars actually wound up getting fought yeah. outside of like, you know, there's a chunk of history that it was like rank and file was the way it was done. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other chunks of history where it's like, no, they're just freaking smashing together. Like, it's called melee combat.
0: Yeah, also, the rank (laughs) and file tended to devolve into, just we're all just trying to kill the people in blue? Because I think we're the ones in red today. But (laughs) everyone's covered in mud and shit right now. So, uh, who knows? Yeah, really, we're just trying not to get killed by the people that are still on their horses. Mm Because they have a significant advantage. Yeah. I, 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 you, like like most realistic uh battles, including dragons and monsters, you know they usually devolve into just a giant just, pile of just stuff. stuff happening yeah i think uh I think this book for me same thing i'm going to say solid b yeah i I, I would say b plus because it gave me some stormcast people I like and it gave me a cool ionis model that I've started painting. I literally read the book and then went and built the model immediately and and base coded it and everything. I was like i'm excited to try to use this guy on the table. I think he's pretty neat. Um and, and obviously I'm happy that Sylvanith players got a cool thing, or yeah. should I say future Sylvanith to players budding Sylvaneth players? Sylvanith players. Oh, well, the- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think after that we should make like a tree and, and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so for the Atlanta Warhammer Podcast, I'm Josh. And I'm Zach saying, let's leave this alone. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's like that, y'all. It's like that. It's like that.